across the UK, online and on DAB. A new kind of talk radio. We'll get you talking. Talk radio. Hello, dear listener. Ian Lee, Talk Radio. i tell you what we'll do. We'll just change things around a little bit. For the first half hour of the show, we'll take calls straight to air. Should we do that? Yeah, why the hell not? 0844 499 1000. For the first half an hour, we'll do calls straight to air. Partly because I feel absolutely lousy. Here's the news on Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Always. There's Aha. Here we go. Let's have a bit of this, shall we? When you walk through a storm, all your head up high, and don't be afraid of the dark at the end. Of a stone is a golden sky, and the sweet silver song of a lark. Walk And that ends rather suddenly. There we go. Never mind. Uh, evening. This is Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. 0844-499-1000. So what a great day, huh? Your newspapers lied to you. Your government lied to you. Your police lied to you. Here's the biggest one for me. Your ambulance drivers lied to you. What the hell? Line one, you're on the wireless. Hello, Ian. You right there? Yeah, I'm all right. I've got terrible indigestion again. I've got a stinking cold, but I'm all right. What you got for us? Hi, uh, this is Harry in Salford. I just tweeted you about ten minutes ago, Ian, asking you for a Frank Sidebottom anecdote, because I'm a bit sad tonight. Why are you sad tonight, man? I'm just really fed up with this government, Ian, like, with this child migrant thing. It's, thing, it's depressing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> as well as your government lying to you, the police lying to you, the ambulance drivers lying to you, your newspapers well, lying yeah. to you, as well as that, um, as well as um, the um, uh, doctors, the good doctor folk going on strike because Jeremy Hunt is A, um, they've decided that they don't want to have 3,000 um, refugee children coming into this country. Well done, guys. Well done, guys. I'll be honest, right now, Britain sucks a fat one. 
It really does, Ian. You're so right there. I hate this country so much. Uh, well, yeah, at the moment, I can kind of see it. You know, and it's weird, because on Saturday I was at the um, the marathon... And mm. I was enjoying the vibe. I was enjoying the vibe, and people were cheering other people on and shouting their names out and all of these things. And then today, it's just the ambulance drivers lied. Yeah. The ambulance drivers covered up and lied. Now, listen, we, and I will tell yeah. you a Frank Sidebottom story in a minute to cheer you up, but oh, I don't you. really know much about Hillsborough. I was 15 when it happened, and it, it, it kind of, I wasn't one of those kids that was is, into it, the news. It looks like the pressure came from above. Didn't it? Well, hang on a second. Mm. Let me just put this in. So, I, and I don't really know the story. I didn't really pay attention when it happened, and throughout the years, I've not really given it the, given it the attention it deserves. Okay, mm. so I, I am I'm familiar. So, Wendy, at the moment, I apologise. No, I don't apologise. It's a body. It's a bodily function. Why are we apologising <laughs> for bodily function? I apologise that I had a poo today. Shall I? No, of course I'm not going to do that. Um, so I don't know the story very well. I've not mm. followed it very well. You know some of the lies that we're talking well, about. Well this, is, well, this is the thing. I'm aware of the front page of The Sun. I'm aware that Kelvin McKenzie is a complete and utter arse. Um, and, and, <laughs> I'm second that, Ian. Well, no, yeah, everybody that, seconds really it. Is. He's invited on the show. I invited him on Twitter. He's, quite, he's <laughs> un, unusually quiet. Him? But Because I, I would like him to come and apologise. He's horrible. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I met him once. any attention ever. He doesn't deserve any no, I would, I would. I would like him to come and apologise. Anyway... Mm. Um, so I've kind of, I don't know much about the story, but I've heard bits and pieces, but I've not been as focused on it as a lot of people do. And as most of the listeners know, I don't know football. Okay. I know this isn't a football story, but I always perceived it as a football story. So Bernard Ingram described the football fans, the Liverpool football fans, who let's remember are victims and survivors of something terrible that was completely out of their control. Described them as drunken yobs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tanked up yobos or something on, you know, on... On government paper. Yep. Um, so you're sort of saying the government lied to us, guys. Your government lied to you guys and slagged you off. But I was listening to it today, and I couldn't help but... You can't help but feel moved. And at 27 years, they mm. were te- they tested a body of a 10-year-old to see if there was alcohol. I think it was a girl in her. God. It's insane. Oh, yeah, it was all the... Um, it was all the fans' fault. The, the chief copper lied. He lied. He lied there and he lied under oath. The terrible thing was they were people were climbing over the barrier to get onto the pitch and they treated it like a pitch invasion, trying to force them back on. People were were fighting for their lives. Bruce Grobelar, right? So again, I don't really know much about him. I was surprised he was a South African gentleman. Yes. Was saying, he was on the radio today saying that he was at one end. Was he a goalkeeper? Yes. And he could turn around and he saw people pushed up against the fence saying, Bruce, can you help us? People are dying here. God. Flipping it. He's a footballer. He's a footballer. And the fact that our government and our newspapers and our police and our ambulance service lied. Jeez, man. Yeah, maybe those conspiracy theorists have got a thing or two. Maybe they've got a few things right after all. You can cover that stuff up, stuff up for 27 Ian. years. Yes, go on, sorry. Ian, I was born in 1993, right? I've yeah. got no memory of these, like, fences being in front of um, crowds yeah. at football matches ever. What was the actual purpose of them? Was it hooliganism? I don't know. I've got I, don't no know. Clue. I, don't, I don't know. I, know, I don't really know. It was to stop pitch it. invasions yeah, and people lobbing know. stuff onto right. the pitch, I guess. You want a Frank Sidebottom story? Is that all right? Could I have such one? such bad indigestion. It's really hard <laughs> for me to talk. What, what, what would you like to know about Frank? Oh, well, I've loved him for years. My dad used to play, like, uh, his records for yeah. me uh, when I was a toddler. 
I used to like listen. Oh, what was what were those two ones he had? Like those uh, the ones that he released with like in a week of each other. Do you remember oh, them? the the, uh, the albums he did. Yeah, yeah, those ones. Um, he was the first. I I, the first time I met him, right? Because I was a big fan when I was um, about fifteen, sixteen. Then I kind of lost interest as I grew up. And then mm-hmm. I was hosting a show on LBC. It was about twelve years ago, and Frank was kind of making a comeback. He was back on the scene, and I thought, "Oh, okay. Frank Sidebottom, that'll be fun. Let's get him on, right?" And he rocked up to the show. He was late, um, <laughs> and uh, unbeknownst to me, he said to my producer at the time, Agent Chris, "Should I go in with my head on or off?" <laughs> And Chris went, put your head on. He wants to see you with the head. Genius. And I, I, it, it suddenly, Frank Sybottom comes in, and I, I'm 15 years old again, and I'm sat there, and for the he was there for an hour, I think, for the whole hour, he was Frank Sybottom during the breaks, didn't come out of character. <laughs> then right at the end, when the show had finished, he went, is that webcam working? I said, no, it's not turned on. He went, <laughs> right, you're going to hate me now. And he unscrewed the head and pulled it off. And that was the first time I ever saw Chris Seavey underneath it. Chris Seavey. Oh. He's a legend. He's a legend, Frank. And my he boys really love is. him. And I, I, I wish he'd lived long enough to have met my boy, met my boys, because they would have found I'm him so hilarious. Good. so good I never got to meet him, because I grew up in Northumberland, yeah. in the northeast. I moved to Salford. I've been to Timpley four times to wow. see the statue. Wow. Wow. Have, you ever, have you ever been to the statue? Ian? I've not seen the statue. I'm going to do it one day, oh, definitely. I've seen a rough cut of the, the Frank Sidebottom documentary. In fact, oh, you're in fact, so lucky. Steve Sullivan's film. Yeah, in fact, I'm going to email Steve and see if we can get him on. Please if not, get him on your show. If Please not tonight, do. we'll oh. get him on um, one day next week, maybe. Cause we Steve spoke to him at the fun other fun place, place, didn't we? Yeah, it was we great. Did. No, we didn't. We spoke to Mick Middles, Muddles, who'd written the book. Who was also brilliant. Steve is doing the documentary. I'm going to email him during the break and we'll see if we can get him on. Brilliant. Please right. do. Ian, you would love visiting Timpley because it's like his ultimate joke. Is like, Timpley aquatic? Is Timpley aquatic still there? Is Timpley aquatic? Uh, probably. I'm not entirely sure. I haven't it's visited it that much, but there's nothing else in Timpley apart from that statue. It's his it. like final joke. Oh, I, I put a few quid. I put a few quid in that far. I got. I got stakes in that statue. Thank you for mm-hmm. that. Line two, you're on the wireless. used to be the telly, didn't it? <laughs> that voice. Adverts on the telly. Sorry, I'm, I'm so... I can't talk for a prolonged period. Some of you will be happy to hear. <laughs> yeah, well, these tablets. Adverts on the telly used to be rubbish. Yeah. You know when you, you they do spoofs, they don't do it now. So the young... People, if you're under 25, you won't know what this means. But they used to do spoofs of um, adverts at the cinema. Come and have your... Come and have a delicious curry at the um, yeah. Pandoria, number 52, the High Street. Yeah, maybe where, around the where corner. Where Iqbal will be serving, will welcome you, and his, uh, his lovely wife, Shaina, will be... Um, all of that. And a bit, a bit, it wouldn't be... It would be still photographs. Yeah, it would be photos. Them. With the flock and, uh, wallpaper. Um, TV ads used to be like that. Mm. I found... Um, on, this corner unit. On YouTube. <laughs> I was watching... Um, Touching Gary Glitter videos. And there was an advert, it was a Thames advert for his show, A Slice of Saturday Night, which I went to see. I was 17, so 1990. Mm. Even in 19... It was still photographs. Come and see Gary Glitter in a new musical theatrical production, A Slice of Saturday Night. But do you remember that that video? Of course you remember, it was yesterday. You were showing me that video of Gary Glitter opening up his um, sandwich, sandwich shop. Bar. 
<laughs> what did he call it? The leader of the... Leader of the snack. G- glitter, the glitter bar, the leader of the snack. But it doesn't work, because his song was leader of the gang. And yeah. this was this was upsetting me all night. I couldn't sleep, because I was thinking, why did he call it leader of the snack? The leader of the pack. Yeah, but he was, the, he was the leader of the gang. Mm. So I was... Oh, wait, 444-499-1000. We'll take calls straight to air for the next 15 minutes. Then we have got a guest coming on. So I spent all night trying to work out what he should have called his shop. And the best I could come up with was leader of the BAP. Oh. But then that's still like leader of the pack. Gang, what... what um, oh, I know what he should have called it. The feeder of the gang. Yes. Of course he should have yes. done. Yes. All we need to do One now, of his many mistakes. Well, I, I, yes. One of the less serious of his well, mistakes. Well, that business didn't last very long. Well, but what I was going to point out was that yeah. that was the 90s, right? And I remember the 90s and I remember it feeling like it was... Well, I remember when 90s was the days yeah. we were in, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember it being the 80s. When you look at it on film, it was the 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happens, man. That happens. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. So let me just get this straight, guys. Let me just get this straight. Today we found out in a court of law, the government lied to us. Newspapers lied to us. The police lied to us. Um, and ambulance men and women lied to us. They lied to us. Isn't that outrageous? And it makes me think that a lot of these conspiracy... Maybe these conspiracy theorists are right about other things. Because, I mean, the part... Well, like the flat earth. Well, in in recent times, it's been pretty obvious that, that, that Hillsborough was a... A cover it was up. a cover-up. It's the last, definitely the last few yeah, years. Yeah, but for the first few years, it didn't sound that no. way. And it was only no. thanks to a number of really determined yeah. individuals who wouldn't take no yeah. for an answer that it ever got pushed through. Look, well, uh, uh, Kelvin McKenzie, done by the sun. There's lots of people in Liverpool who haven't since then. Um, and then th- there was that Spectator piece that Boris Johnson didn't write, but he was the editor of the Spectator. He was the guest editor when that was in there, I think. Yes, Lime One, you're on the wireless. Tuesday. Who was that? Was that Radio One? I've heard someone else doing a Tuesday. Um, that sounded like Jimmy Young. That wouldn't be Jimmy Young. Who was that? Don't know. I could tell you who it wasn't. Well, I'm worried if they're on the list or not. Don't hear about the list anymore, do we? No. That, that, that trail's gone dry. For well, now. Cold. Um. For now, there'll be more. Um, okay, so what's going to happen tonight? And it's weird, sorry, because I've got this terrible indigestion. So, as you can see, I'm struggling. Yes. Well, the shows are weird. But there's nothing in the papers today. I've got four things. Go on. With Jeremy Hunt, Chris Bonington. Oh, they're all they're all people. It's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Chris Evans and Prince. Chris Evans. Two Chris's. Chris Evans. Uh, not Chris Evans. Prince. How can I get those two confused? How can I? Well, was having um, Limmy Darth Limmy tweeted a very funny thing. Did you see that? There's a news report. Let me let me read it because it's quite interesting, right? About prints. Like we're like this. Not a lot. Um, this is from I don't know what website. Pr- 
prince also suffered from chronic money problems. His remaining $150 million will be split amongst his siblings. I'd like that yeah. kind of problem. Money problems. Chronic. Really? Chronic. Prince. Are you sure? Wow. You sure? Anyway. Oh, wait, 444991000. We, 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 you can talk about Hillsborough if you want. I imagine um, that um, a lot of people have... Have had their fill of it for the day. Yeah. I don't mean that in a disrespectful way at all. I just mean in terms of, of the list. It's been people. saturation, hasn't and, it? And people want to come to this show and have a laugh, and that's fine, and we can do that. And I'm also very comfortable, actually, now with talking about that and then taking a phone call from someone farting down the phone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because our listeners will 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 will, will understand that that's just the way it goes. That mm-hmm. we kind of do these clunky gear changes, but yeah. um, ambulance drivers—that's oh. the one. That's the one that gets me. But I can only think that they were leaned on. I mean, maybe that's just me looking for the best in people. No, mate. We've seen it firsthand on a much smaller scale. Arse covering. Yeah. Arse covering of just, I don't want to lose my job but and they, I don't want to get in trouble. But Instead they would have been overwhelmed as well because they weren't getting no direction, were they? There was a senior police officer saying, these, uh, today saying he thinks that today's force, a junior oh, police officer would have been able to tell oh, the bloke in charge no, don't that he needed that. to sort it out. But no, I don't, don't believe that's the case. Don't give me that, because when we when we were at local radio station, mm. we covered stories of coppers lying about stuff. Of coppers, or just not telling. Of coppers, or, or, or of colluding with each other, mm. so they were all telling the same yeah. story. Yeah. Is it the... Is it the um, I want to make sure I get the right story. Careful. The Farouk Ali story. He was the gentleman who had um, was autistic, I believe, yeah. and, was, and, and did those. They've been. Gonna... You better check it. Let me just check. I believe. I think they got they got, they got sacked in they the got end. The sack. Let's just after check. being um, suspended for quite a long time. But that was an internal police investigation that led to being sacked. There was no criminal proceedings brought, were there? Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. Sacked. Yeah. Here we go. Two police officers have been sacked after they were found guilty of gross misconduct over the way they dealt with... Dealt yeah. with them. Basically, there was an autistic fella out. He liked to watch he the bins w- being collected. The bins. He was standing outside his own house in his slippers, right? They, they came and roughed him up a bit and probably used the P word. Well, this is it. And there was a video that no one's seen. The video was kept, was um, filmed within the police car, and that seems to be what it's hinged on. They it were was... accused of laughing as they drove after Mr. Ali, who yeah. was walking in the street. It's near what they home. did in the car that's got them sacked. Yeah, and they lied. They lied to cover their asses. So I, you know, the, 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 this mistrust of the police. And I have respect for the police, and we were out of the weekend. But it was the police that caught those two guys in the end. Oh, Do you know come, what I mean? No, 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 oh, no, 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 no. What I'm saying to you is, on. no. The fact is, they were those two. No. no, listen. Those two went to court, and there was criminal proceedings for roughing him up. They were found not guilty. It was the police that carried on an internal investigation no, it wasn't. that found. Yes, no, it was. It was the family that kept pushing the police yeah, to do it. The but it police was, would rather that had totally but it was, gone away. No, but what I'm saying is, it was that investigation that got them sacked, which the family had to push yeah, for. They did push for it. Yeah. The police didn't go, tell you what, that, that, they didn't get done in that case. So what we're going to do is we're going to keep on doing this. Mm-hmm. It was the family who kept having meetings that the coppers didn't turn up to mm-hmm. a lot of the time that kept pushing it. Yeah, but, you know, I'm what I'm really saying... Angry I'm not sticking these. up for them. I'm, what I'm saying to you is, like, 10, 15 years ago, you wouldn't have got that far. You wouldn't have got that far. It would have been, no, no criminal proceedings, let's, let's all carry on. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. Line one, you're on the wireless. <laughs> I like these, I like these. 
Try and make them a bit longer next time. It's a nice burst, though. I don't know what that was. I don't know what that was. So, we should draw up... A to-do list. Well, I would call it a list. Let's, let's, let's draw up a list, OK? All right, go on. OK, so let, who are we going to put on there today? Um, Simon Heffer is going on there. He right. wrote that piece in The Spectator um, saying that Liverpool should get over it and they're all scumbags, basically. Right? Boris Johnson is on your list, OK? Because he was the editing it. Um, the police in the 80s? Yeah. Police. Is it South Yorkshire police? No. Nope. Are we going to put them all in? Yep. When was Stephen Lawrence? 91? Mm. Okay, police in, in the 80s and the 90s. There we go. So it's going to be a long list. We're going to compile this list. And we can put other uh, people on there this, as well. These are people we can't trust anymore. Calvin McKenzie. Right. I've worked with him. And? He was horrible. Mm. Yeah. 08444991000. The cat killer. All oh, right. Of which more shortly? We're speaking to Tony later on, aren't we? We're yeah. Him a little bit. All right, fine. If you want to add anybody... Oh. I thought this show was supposed to be about positivity, peace and love. Jeremy Hunt. OK, maybe not tonight. I've got a cob on. Yeah. My country's lied to me. And I'm genuinely... I'm in, I'm sh- I'm in shock. I am Do you know shock. what? I'm not shocked anymore, and that's sad. Line one. Good evening, Ian. Good evening. How are you, sir? Uh, He's got a cob on. Oh, there. Let me guess. Hillsborough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you know what? It's not a story I'm particularly familiar... Have you been listening to the show, Alan? I have. Oh, I can tell you who that DJ was when they said Tuesday. Oh, yeah, go on. It was Noel Edmonds. <gasps> Tuesday. Uh, smug... Right, Edmonds is going on the list. Edmonds. What for? I can't trust him. People do you know what I don't trust? trust? Yeah. His beard. Yeah, Edmunds. How come that's getting darker? His beard gets a separate one. Edmunds, <laughs> his beard. I've got another one with a list. Go on. Calvin McKenzie, who was the editor of The Sun at the time. So you've not been listening, because I've, I've got his okay. name down. Caddick, Caddick's going down. on the list. I'm compiling the list, and he was the top of the list. Caddick, you're going in. List. Caddick, you're on, well, you're on my list. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. It's not... Do you want to hear the company you're keeping... Simon Heffer, Boris Johnson, the no, police in the 80s and 90s, Kelvin McKenzie, the cat killer, Jeremy Hunt, Edmonds, his beard, Caddick. What a list. Gosh. How's that make you feel as a person, Caddick? Well, that, yeah, there we go. Line two, you're on the wireless. Hello? Yep, you're on the air. Oh, already. Uh, this is Happy Tree. Hello, Happy Tree. What you got for us? I'm um, just interesting to hear you uh, ranting about the state of, of the world today. It yeah. is a very difficult um, time when you realise that the people who are susp- are supposed to and who we pay, in fact, to look after things for us yeah. are maybe They're not looking after really themselves. looking after They're looking... And Scott has just sent me a picture of uh, Thatcher being hugged by Saville. Oh, list <laughs> now. Thatcher. I don't want to put <laughs> Saville on the list. I'm... <laughs> He's got his own the list. The difficulty with conspiracy theories yeah. is that they, there's the, well, the, the basic conspiracy, as we now know, is kind of sometimes true, obviously not all the time true, which is people are lying to us. 
Now, the difficulty is that when you propose an alternative, you know, you, somebody says... Why do you have oh, to... Why do you have to propose an alternative, though? Why can't you just say, that person's lying? You don't need to propose an alternative. This is the important point to make, because you are not, you are not in a position to provide any more details about what happened, but you can look askance at what the official version is, is yes. being said to be. And you can say, well, that can't be right. Yeah. But the, the argument, I mean, if you go in any forum in the world, <laughs> you will be descended upon by... Here's... here's I'm, I'm going to move on because we're getting loads of calls. Thank you, Patrick. Forums. Oh. I go to Smiley Smile Message Board. It's a Beach Boys forum. It's, right. it, it's, there's some really nice people on there. But I some, bet there are some plums as well. Some fella wrote a, a, a review of a Brian Wilson concert in Japan last month. Right. And he was really... It was a brilliant review. It should have been published. He's a brilliant writer. Post it on the forum. And um, loads of people saying, oh, that's great. Yeah, nice one. Oh, thanks for that. Brilliant. Wish I'd been there. Um, could we move this to the Brian Wilson Pet Sounds 50th Anniversary Tour thread, please? It just makes things confusing. Sorry? What? And someone went, what? Yeah, could we... And then someone else chimed in, yeah. Could we move it to the proper thread, please? It makes it confusing for people. Could they move that to the moaning thread? Could you move that... Up there. <laughs> I mean, flipping it, forums. Gosh. Forums are going on forums. the Forums. Forums, we're against them. You see what it is? I'll go and get the phone. Go and get the phone. We're compiling a list tonight, dear uh, dear listener. If you want to um, put someone on... I'm angry tonight. We'll have a laugh as well. Don't, wor- don't worry, I'm a professional. We will have a laugh, I promise. Well, maybe we won't, and that doesn't matter either. You can listen on talkradio.co.uk or you can watch on periscope.tv forward slash Ian Lee. Late night, Ian Lee. On air and off the On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Right. So yesterday on the show, we um, talked about the, the cat killer that's, that's potentially going around London, South London. We're not totally sure. Right. 150 cases, they reckon. 150 cases of the cat killer. Can I... I tell you what I'm going to do, actually. I'm going to flag this up. I want the gory details tonight. So, if you have young ears listening, or you are of a nervous disposition, switch off for 15 minutes. Because I want to get the details. Because the details are so horrific, right? So horrific. That I think it's important we say them, actually. Because I know that some people were kind of sniggering about the cat thing yesterday. We made a few jokes, you know. But it's so horrific... You will be shocked and horrified, right? And I'm not doing this for titillation. I'm doing it because I've got a cat and because I love cats. And this, I just, I cannot get my head around this. Oh, this story I find absolutely incredible. Right, hang on a minute. Let me just um, sort out where we're going here. Bear with me one second. Right, yes. We've got Tony on the line from the South Norwood Animal Rescue and Liberty. Evening, Tony. Hello. Tony, I warn you now, I've got terrible indigestion. So if I sound awkward... Okay. I, went, I went for a massive Chinese before this, and I've, I really should not have done it. It's a terrible mistake. <laughs> Tony, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. Tell us about the, the, the charity that you, you... You run it, don't you, with your wife, Snarl? Um, she's not actually my wife. She's my partner. OK, she's thank the, you. Um, and we're not actually a charity yet. We are applying for charity this day, but it's being processed. Uh, but we basically run a small animal rescue between our two homes. Uh, we live about five minutes apart, and um, it kind of works worse because, you know, if we have an argument, we can go back to our own homes. And You've got separate it. homes. This is this is fantastic. Yeah. This is the dream setup, Tony. <laughs> yeah. Why do you? What kind of what kind of animals do you do you look after? And 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 mainly cats. Yeah. Uh, 
um, at the moment, I've got 19 cats. Oh, ooh, um, ooh, really? In your house? In my house, yes. Oh, yeah, 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 stinky. Uh, just a little bit. Yeah, a little yeah, bit. Full-time job just keeping up with the litter trays. Yeah, I bet, I bet. Um, part of Boudicca, she's got nine in her house. Um, her house is more more the sort of uh, what we call the sanctuary. Um, it's for old older cats, ill cats. Uh, she's got a couple with FIB, uh, the sort of cats that are difficult to rehome. Yeah. Um, in my house, I've got, well, I say I've got 19. Um, three of them I call my, my resi cats. And the rest are all up for rehoming. Um, and where do you get these cats from, Tony? Um, well, a mixture of... Uh, basically, people contact us. But, uh, the, the most recent one I picked up, the lady had had some rather unfortunate lifestyle circumstances happen yeah. to her. And she basically left and went back to her mother's. Um, she had complications and all sorts yeah. of stuff I won't go into. Um, it turned out poor cat had got left for a week oh, um, before a friend had managed to be, be, was able to get the keys and go in and feed it and he called me up and said look can you can you take this cat you know the, the owners basically can't have it back she's moved on I can't keep coming down to look after it so um, I went to collect it and um, when I was driving back I had this awful horrible feeling um, which suddenly dawned on me I thought blum neck apart from vet, uh, vet visits um, this is the first time I've gone out to collect a cat that's still alive yeah. for, for, for ages. Um, you know, that, when I thought about that, I just thought, that, you know, what's happened? Yeah, you know, we this is going wrong. We did a small rescue, um, and all of a sudden we're in the middle of quite a major, what is now a major um, investigation into let's, a quite prolific cat. Let's get on to this, because there is, there is some idiot out there Doing horrific things, and Tony cards on the very table. Polite way to yeah, well, I'm on the radio. You saw, you saw what I, I called him earlier on Twitter. Um, I'm, I'm a cat person, right? I've got a, a right. beautiful black moggy. She's 17 years old. I've had her for 15 oh, wow. years. She is. She's been with me longer than my wife and my kids. Mm-hmm. She's everything to me. I'm, I'm blessed that I've had. I've had 15 years, and you know the way she's going. I might get a couple more years. But this story yeah, yeah. is horrific. When, when did you first? When did you first realise that there was some idiot going out there doing horrible things to cats? Um... Well, it was back in September. Um, there's an animal rescue centre called the uh, Riverside, uh, local to us, and they posted on their Facebook page they'd had reports of four cats having been mutilated um, in the Abbaskim area and yeah. just warned to, to beware. So I thought, oh, Christ, that's right on our doorstep, you know. So I phoned up the vets and they, they gave me some information and then, cutting a long story short, we, we then got in contact with one of the owners whose cat had basically been um, mutilated and deposited on a neighbour's doorstep. And she only found out about it a few days. Of course, by that time, the council had come and taken the body away and they didn't even do a chip check, you know. So we then started battling with the council and um, we we heard of a few other mutilations. And then there was a small piece in the local paper, the, the Croydon Guardian, and... About a week or two later, a chap called Wayne Rangers from Shirley, he'd just found his cat um, in the woods just across the road from where they live, um, laid out in the woods with no head and no tail. Oh, Jesus. And he um, well, he said he searched for ages looking for the head. He didn't find it. Um, and because he read something in the local paper, he rang us up to ask us what we should do about it. And we said, well, look, um, any chance you can let us take the body away and get it post-mortem by our vet? Um, because at that time, the police um, the police were unable to, to do anything. I mean, it's unfair if I say, well, there was a bit of this interest, you know, it's just a cat. But really, it was more, um, well, we've got no 
evidence. Um, and, and also, you know, it's really the RSPCA who are down to investigate animal cruelty, yeah. etc. So uh, we, we didn't really expect the police um, to come on board in, in the way they have now. Um, and we, we took that body, uh, we battled with the police, um, we eventually... Uh, the thing is, Tony, right, and, but non-cat people don't get this, and, and people, you know, gem, you, can, you can very roughly separate people into cat people, dog people, and, and, and yeah. non, non-pet people, right? And dog, I've had this with dog people, they don't get that a cat, they don't get that a cat is part of the family in the same way that a dog is part of the family. No, no, it is no, velvet. Is my little girl, much, yeah. and if I yeah. if I came across her with her tail and her head chopped off, I would be mm. devastated. You know, imagine if it was on your doorstep. And that's what this person is doing as well. You mentioned this way chap. Cases, but quite often it's on the people's doorstep or a neighbour's doorstep or in the driveway or or something. Um, Sometimes it's in the middle of the pavement in areas where you know there's a lot of footfall. Uh, There's been a couple of cases where it's been in school grounds. Oh man! You know, so all the kiddies coming to school in the morning. Um, It is quite horrific. And as I was saying, we we got up to about ten bodies. uh, before the police really took it seriously. And I think the turning point was when Sir Bernard Hogan Howe came to Croydon, bless him, uh, for a open question session with the public. And we got in there. Uh, he was horrified. He hadn't heard about it. And he gave the Croydon Commission a bit of a, well, you know, why haven't I heard about this? And then he went on to say, you know, of course we must take this seriously because um, it's well documented that people who harm animals in this manner yeah. often move on to humans. Um, and I think that was a turning point in terms of the police actually becoming involved, because, as I said, it's not their role to investigate animal murders. That's really down to the RSPCA. Mm. Um, and a short while later, we got the RSPCA on board. Uh, I'm not going to criticise them. They're a very busy organisation. They do very good work. Uh, but obviously a live animal in danger is always going to be um, a first priority. And their policy has always been that they wouldn't carry out a post-mortem on an animal unless there was a suspect. You know, for example, oh, you know, my next-door neighbour's poisoned my cat, so they do an autopsy, find the poison, is, maybe is, find the poison in the shed. It's, quite, it's, quite a common, it's quite a common thing. When I was doing local radio, we had a few stories of people poisoning pets. In the paper yeah. yesterday, Tony, it said that you reckon, I don't know if it was you, they reckon there is about 150 cat victims. Yeah. Sadly. Um, what we've actually got, in reality, uh, the first ten bodies were examined by our vet. Now, the RSPCA said that that evidence may not be admissible in court. Um, however, he confirmed that all ten had been killed uh, with what's described as a blunt force trauma. Now, there was an article that said, that, you know, consistent with a road traffic accident, there isn't someone driving around London mowing down cats and then chopping them up. It's possible he's picked up the odd bit of roadkill, but blunt force trauma could be a baseball bat, it could be a hard kick, it could be swinging it against the wall, yeah. any number of things. But what we know is that they die from a blunt force trauma and then he's cutting them up. And he's either taking the head and the tail, sometimes just the tail, more often the head. Um, and we've had other ones where cats have been sliced in half. Um, we've had ones where the head and a front paw or a tail and the back uh, and back paw have been taken. Um, and are they and ever is... found, Tony? Are they are the heads ever found? No, we've not we've not recovered the heads. Well, then that yet. that yeah. implies he's either burying them brilliantly or taking them home with him. Mm. Yep. Um, we're hoping. Heck. 
we're hoping that he's taking them home when he's got a trophy cabinet because when we catch him and he's got 30, 40, 50, even 100 ha- you know, heads and tails, Jeez. then we've, we know we've got the man and he's banged to right. Um, but anyway, we, four of the bodies that are there went to the RSPCA, yeah. made post-mortems, another 16, um, and have confirmed um, what our vet said, they, same method, uh, but they also think it's the same person. So that's uh, 20 of the RSPs, 26. There's another 20 bodies waiting to be post-mortemed. Um, and that's all since October. Um, and are in you... addition to that... Sorry, had... to, sorry to interrupt, Tony. Are you and... Yeah, um, it's Boudicca, isn't it, your partner? Yes, he is, yeah. Are you kind of the only people doing this? You know, the only animal organisation that... Are you kind of leading this? Well, yes, in a, in a manner of speaking, yeah. We, we started it because we just got concerned. And when we saw it happening, and I think the, collecting the first body was, it, it, um, you know, the, the guy wrapped it up in a blanket, took it in his conservatory, and, you know, we went there and collected it. And the horror for those poor people and the pain that you could feel handing over their, you know, beloved cat, um, for us to take away is something that will never leave us, and it's something unfortunately we've had to do time and time again. And yes, it is unusual because we're just ordinary average people who mm. run a, a rescue, but we saw this happening and we realised that the police, you know, weren't investigating, wasn't really their thing. The RSPCA, um, a lot of the historic cases, the you know, they were saying it was foxes. Um, now, foxes don't cleanly cut the head off cats, uh, mm. and they very rare that they even attack cats. How far is the spread, Tony? Whereabouts? This is all kind of London region, isn't it? It is, yeah. Um, We originally thought it was just Croydon, and we're we're getting upset now when people refer to it as the Croydon cat killer, because it's all over London, all around the M25 area. We've had a case in Luton, which we think is linked, because it was the same thing, you know, no head, no tail, left publicly. Unfortunately, the old lady who had the cat would wouldn't want to release it for full oh, post-mortem. Um, but the vet is taking pictures and we think it's a victim. Um, um, recently, we've had down in Frimley and Farnborough, um, Kingston, Richmond. Um, we picked one up yesterday from Nottingham. I picked another one up today from Guildford. All with the same, you know, the, the head's chopped off and the tail yeah. chopped off. Yeah, either head or tail or both. Um, we've also worryingly had uh, confirmed cases of Tottenham Hale, um, Finchley, uh, Edgware. Um, there was one last week in Archway. Oh, I used to live right um, there, blimey. And a couple of years ago, the, uh, I'm, I'm, the, the figure of 150 comes from, um, like I say, we've got over 40 bodies. Um, we've also missed a few because um, the bodies have been removed and yeah. disposed of. For example, on the 18th of Jan, um, a street cleaner in the Crystal Palace Triangle found two beheaded cat and a beheaded fox, and he binned them, and then obviously thought twice about yeah. it, phoned it and reported it to the police. Now, we know they're probably cases, and that's part of the 150, but we can't confirm them because obviously we haven't got the body. We've also had lots of historic cases come to us. For example, uh, there was one in Richmond in early March, uh, and that hit the local paper. And then someone saw that and then rang us up and said, that's exactly what happened to my cat in December. But, you know, they didn't report it to the police. The vet was uncertain and they just cremated it. Ditto Kingston, there was an attack in Kingston. Um, hit the local press and again someone rang and said, oh, that happened to my cat last October. 
So we've got a number of these cases where people have reported it and we're keeping a log of it, and that's how we've ended up with the figure of 150 over the two, last two years. Tony, it's I'm, not an accurate figure. No. It's there about. Tony, listen, I'm going to have to move on in a second. What what okay. can what can members of the public do? What what can we right. do to catch this fruitcake? We've we've got three we've got three main messages we want to get out. First off, is please keep your cats indoors, particularly at night. Isn't that um, sad? I know, Todd. Um, if you do let them out, try and do it under supervision. The second thing is what to do if you find a dead cat. Now, obviously, there's quite a few get run over, but if it's got a head or tail missing or body parts missing, ring us at Snarl, and then we will coordinate the collection of the body with the RSPCA and obviously with the police. Uh, sometimes the RSPCA get there, but quite often we get there first, and then we pass the body on to the RSPCA. So that, you know, ring us and also ring the local police. Um, now, the third thing is is basically be vigilant. Um, this guy, we think, is very clever. He's, he's very mobile. He's probably using a vehicle. He's doing it mostly under the cover of darkness in area, residential areas with no CCTV, and he's not leaving us any clues. And probably the only way we're going to actually catch him is someone, some little old lady twitching her curtains and seeing someone acting odd around yeah. the cat, trying to lure it with food or whatever, and ringing 999. When the police turn up and grab them, you know, it may be obviously carrying a bladed instrument with probably a large knife, so they can arrest them for that and then investigate them. And we might get lucky and find 100 heads in his in his loft or something, oh, you know, um, or photographs on a laptop or, you know, anything. Um, or, you know, if he is work, we might be able to match his work movement. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's, that's the interesting thing when you mention he being Guildford and, you know, Luton and stuff. That, that might... Just ring a bell with someone, although yeah. the, the bloke's got to, be, got to be living on his own. You, I mean, you wouldn't... We, anyway. We think so, yeah. The, the police have done a profile. I'm not allowed to sort of say okay. exactly what it is, but, but it, is, it is basically a loner, uh, or maybe someone who lives with his mum or something. Um, Tony, listen, it, it, the, 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 your organisation is Snarl, South Norwood Animal it, Rescue and Liberty. So I've just found yeah. the Facebook page. I'll, I'll, I'll tweet that in a bit. Tony, you have, a, you have an, a, an open hotline to us any time. You get any information? <coughs> Excuse okay. me. Give okay. us a call, you know, because I, I, I am behind this. We are behind this 100% on this show. Yeah. We, want, we want to catch this bloke. I mean, we want to get the message out as far as, by, uh, you know, because if we had this wonderful situation where everyone across London kept their cats in, it would starve him of the opportunity, and he may get desperate and make a mistake, which allows us to catch him. Yeah. But, you know, people just let their cats out. They don't do it with dogs. But everyone seems to let their cats out. And like I say, we've got to get away from the Croydon cat killer because we've had people in other areas say, oh, well, I thought my cat was okay because it's Croydon. It's not. It's all over London. I, I find this story so upsetting, Tony. You, you it, and uh, Bideka yeah. are doing uh, incredible work. Let's let's keep Thank our you. fingers crossed. Give us a call if you, if you hear we're anything else. We're determined to stick with this until we catch him. Brilliant. I'm just, I'm just this second, I'm tweeting the link to your Twitter feed and to your Facebook page. Okay. Tony, we'll Thank speak you. soon. Let's keep our fingers crossed All that right, we, we, we catch this so-and-so. Yeah, yeah. Cheers, mate. Thank you. <laughs> All right, cheers. Bye-bye. Uncut after-hours conversation for the up-all-night generation. Late Night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. We'll keep on top of that story and... Um, We'll do it in a slightly more sensitive way than LBC did. They covered it a few weeks ago, a couple of months ago, I think. And they had their reporter out and about doing live Vox Pops. And she voxed this mum with her kids. Have you heard about the Croydon cat killer? No. He goes around chopping the heads off cats. Oh, that's awful. Are you worried that he might kill your cat? What? 
<laughs> I mean, flipping heck. What a story. What's a story? 0844-499-1000. We're compiling the list of people we don't trust. So far, we've got Simon Heffer, Boris Johnson, the police in the 80s and the 90s, Kelvin McKenzie, the cat killer, Jeremy Hunt, Edmonds, his beard, Caddick, Thatcher and Forums. Dennis is on the line. Yes, Dennis. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Dennis. This bloodthirsty sod... Wait till he starts turning it on children. Oh, a fellow who's got that. no feeling whatsoever for no. blood and cruelty, he doesn't deserve to be on the streets under any circumstances. I wouldn't trust him. I wouldn't cross him across the road of any of my kids. I'll well, tell you. I don't listen. Let's let's. Uh, what I don't want to do is I, again. I don't want to do another LBC trait and start um, uh, spreading fear. No, but we don't need to. Right? It should be very, 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 very. Watchful on this fella. Very, very worse. And when they get him, let's hope they put him away for life. Well, they won't, though. No, they won't. They he'll, was... he'll, he'll probably... I mean, I don't know. I don't, a bit, I've, it's a long time since I've uh, been a working judge. But he'll probably, yeah. get, he'll probably get a suspended sentence. Yeah, well, there's a lot of those aren't working, either, are they? I mean, the judges on these cases. They, 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 sometimes you wouldn't believe they live in the same world that we do. Honestly, they wouldn't. Oh, God, oh, my. Anyway, fair enough. Uh, have a nice time. I hope you've had a good day. I've had a gentleman here today to fit us out for a new showerhead. And he said, I heard you on telly last night, on the radio last night with Ian. He said, I sat around and laughed. So, fair enough. Someone, doing came, a good let me get right. Someone come, came and gave you head in the shower? No, he came to do this. He came to lay out the thing for the Someone shower. Someone laid said, out for you in the shower? Me. Sorry? Someone laid out for you in the shower. Were you sprayed? No. No. He's laying out a shower for us. The engineer. And he said, I heard you last night. He suddenly realised my voice. He recognised my voice for the first time, which is not unusual. You're a celebrity. I know. Isn't it terrible? Isn't it terrible? You did it, I'm afraid. You did it. Don't Don't blame it on me, Dennis. I'm waiting for Saturday night. I told him about Saturday night, and he's waiting to see you as well. Saturday night, my uh, celebrity pointless will be on. That I, that I'm sure. I'm assuming they'll ch- cut out all the chat about me working at the BBC because that's where I was. Thank you, Ed. That's yes. where I was when I recorded it. And the two people who came and picked me up and took me down to the library that time—they're coming over to see you on. They're coming to see me Sunday, but they'll be watching you on Saturday night. Oh, there we go. Well, I'm glad to hear it, Dennis. Nice to talk to you. Yep. Mate. Take care. Bye bye. Tata. God, I'm so windy. Kath, come in here. Adam! Hello there. Um, I was trying to put Postman Pat on the list. Go on, tell me tell me about Pat. Um, he's useless. Yep. He can't deliver anything. Anything that he's given is lost, broken, damaged. He's um, always having to round up the villagers to help him go and collect some mail that's blown away or a sheep has eaten. Absolutely. And it's, it's a fairly basic job that he's given. I'm not saying it's an easy job, but normally he's only got one thing to deliver each day. Yes, and a helicopter now. Yes, exactly. A helicopter. He's over-equipped. And a surname. Things he doesn't need. He's always had a surname. No, he hasn't. Yes, he has. No, I thought Pat was his surname. It was Postman Pat. Yeah. Mr Pat. Oh, you told me... There's no one's called Mr Pat. You're going to tell me next that Mr Ben is Ben. No, he's Mr Ben. Yeah. So why is Postman Pat... TV shows from the 80s. Stop. Sorry. Stop right there. Adam, you've reminded me of someone else we can put on the list. John. Stephen Mangan. 
Oh, no, he's it, so likeable. Stephen Mangan is the white Idris Elba. He's so likeable. No, he's not. He's he teeth. is. He's charming. He's a poor man, Steve Coogan. How, what does, he, it, how does that man get work? And what I he is, he, he is your Lauren Laverne, right? Go on. They're both perfectly nice individuals, perfectly talented. I resent her because she's stolen my life. You resent her you because re- she asked me out once. I resent her because she's stolen my life. You resent him because he's getting better jobs than you. No, 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 no. We no, need no. to celebrate rather than hate these people. He's not getting better jobs than me. He's done some rubbish called Houdini and, and I don't I don't even know what the other... I don't no, know. No, no, no. Have you seen episodes, Adam? No, no I've avoided Good. it, actually. It's rubbish. Now, it, more importantly, though, I've checked. Postman Pat's surname is Clifton. Yeah. I know. The power, the power of Google. It disgusts me. <laughs> yes, I know. He spends half his time at home as well. Well, postmen do. Why do? What if it was an accurate portrayal of postal life? Um, he would be wearing shorts. Yeah, postmen what? wear shorts, don't they? All the fucking time. And postwomen. My postman's called Sharon. I've never seen a postwoman. Well, that's you can not see me. mine if you want. I'll take a picture of her next time. She's very good. That's weird. Why? You're gonna you're gonna stalk your postal worker. Sharon knows us, right? Sharon knows that if I'm not in, she can take stuff around to my mum's, or if not, my in-laws. My fella, I think his name is Rich. I give him a tip every year, and he gives me a Christmas card. Uh, how much do you tip your po- how much do you tip Sharon? I haven't tipped her. Well, shame on you. How much do you tip your post uh, postal worker, Adam? I'm not even convinced I've got the same postman every day. Wow. I wouldn't. I wouldn't know. They keep taking Sharon off, and I think it's because she um, because she gets um, dobbed in by people. I like her familiar attitude. I think other people may so find it. So you tell me, Royal Mail keep bringing Sharon off. Yeah. That is outrageous. I don't think my postman... I can't remember a time when he was... he. I, I've seen him brought off. Mm. Does he put things in the bin, though? He, um, he, he, he has a... We have a safe place. We have yeah. an arrangement. If there's a lot of stuff, he'll put it in a sack and he'll, he'll, he'll um, put it exactly, over the wall. Exactly, right? And I like that. You like that. I like the fact that she'll take stuff down to my dad's if, if I'm not in. But some people will say... Some people will moan about that and then she gets done. Well, what I don't... Here we go, Adam. This is it. How are we getting there? Go on. So today we learnt we can't trust, trust the newspapers, the government, the coppers, Postman the Pat. ambulance services, or the postal service. I'll tell you for why. Go. What are those big red wheelie things they push around? And then they leave them tied up in lampposts overnight. You just reminded me of something else I was going to do. Go on. What are, but what are those big things? What big things? The big red, the, the big trolleys. Red trolleys. Yes, because they don't have bikes anymore because of health and safety. Yeah, health and safety. They can't, they can't carry a great big sack around, no. so they have to have this special uh, trolley thing. Here's the thing, and I was thinking this as we were walking back from the Chinese. I wonder what you were thinking. I was thinking a good belching. one. I was thinking a good one. <laughs> Isn't it? It, it shows. It, this okay. I, I can. There is hope for for this country. Yeah, and I'll tell you what it is. Tell me. That that I have never heard of anyone. <laughs> No. Putting a poo in a letterbox. I've never heard of it. I've never heard of anyone... Have you ever heard, Adam, of anyone putting a poo in a letterbox? No, but I've thought about it. Yeah, the problem you... is the logistics becomes a little bit... Difficult. Well, you'd have to poo in your hand. Yeah. Uh, you couldn't or, just or, do it direct. Or a jiff... You know, you, you, you need a bunk-up, and who's going to give some... <laughs> give us a bunk-up. Yeah, sure, what for? I'm going to poo in there. No, thanks. That's why they're the height they are. Or you could poo straight into a jiffy bag. But but then tip it out. The, the, I, yeah, don't, because the thing they're... you were supposed to do was you are supposed to set them on lights and then leave them on the doorstep. You're supposed to do that, mm. so they stamp on them. But yeah, you would one. think there is an open slot, right, that's got tons of important letters in it. Mm. You would think that you would find poos or dead pigeons in there 
Or even if you scraped up a poo from the street and you just put it in there, well, more often than not. Wow. Wouldn't you? Or someone... No, I can imagine. Lot... I can imagine being drunk and my mate giving me a bunk up and me peeing in there. You couldn't do that through mine because my um, letterbox has got like one of those moustaches. Post boxes, I'm talking about. Po- actual post oh. boxes. Ah, uh, post in the street. Yes. Yeah. What? I thought you meant a letterbox. Did you, Adam? Right, Adam. I thought, what kind of pervert yeah, is Adam, he? Absolutely, Adam. No, Mr. Lee, you're probably tall enough to weave straight into it. Adam, you? I'm <laughs> sorry, mate. You're you're on the list now. <gasps> what? Yeah, we go. And that's that's. Oh, that's. There we go. It's on the list. And that's the correct response as well. What? What? <laughs> Royal Mail. Post, I'm, I'm surprised that more people don't do poos in post boxes. Well, they will now because you've advocated it. Can you take it back, please? 0844. Once it's in the post box, you can't touch it. 0844 <laughs> Talk Radio. It's a weird show today, partly because I've realised that no one can be trusted. We're compiling a list of people we can't trust. You can call in about anything else you want as well. 0844 The way it worked for the next hour... Um, yeah, I was, I was thinking, um, taking calls straight. Let me think. Maybe, uh, let me let me think. I'm 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 thinking. There's just need the vibe to settle down. Here's the news. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. There's a voice that keeps on calling me down the road. It's where I'll always be Every stop I make I make a new friend Can't stay for long Just turn around and I'm gone again Maybe tomorrow I'll want to settle down Until tomorrow I'll just keep moving on Down this road That never seems to end When new adventure Lies just around the bend So it I've just, <laughs> I've just seen who's calling in. 
sending a tweet to the editor of The Sun. Hang on a second. Fancy coming on my show tonight and explaining your front cover. Page. Front page, I call it. Well, I call it front cover. I'm not... It doesn't matter. Um, does he want to come on it, or um, what's going on? In many ways, that's the best. That's for the best. Right, we've got a right old one that's called in. Oh, really? They're all coming out of the woodwork. Well, from the olden times. From the olden times. Um... Yeah, not feeling very well, guys. So we can have a weird vibe on the show. That's fine. Do you want to keep? Can you keep trying it, please? Um, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't matter. We, weird vibe yesterday. Weird vibe today. I, I don't feel very well. It's great. So I've just so the front page of the Sun. I'll, I'll I'll believe it when I see the front page. I, I'm aware how easy it is to mock something up on the internet. So maybe it's a mock up, but it's not about um, Hillsborough. Mm. There's a surprise. There's a surprise. <laughs> it's something about um, David Cameron using WhatsApp. Which, of course, is what everyone's talking about. <laughs> so David Dinsmore, the editor of The Sun, follows me. Um, and um, so I'm always a little bit wary about slagging off The Sun. Mm-hmm. But I've just said, David, you fancy coming on my show tonight and explaining your front cover. Yeah. I'd be interested to know what... He those... came on Three Counties once. Yeah. Be interested to know the decision making process, and also the decision making process in still hiring Kelvin McKenzie as a columnist. Mm-hmm. We're compiling a list: Simon Heffer, Boris Johnson, the police in the eighties and the nineties, Kelvin McKenzie, the cat killer, Jeremy Hunt, Edmonds, his beard, Caddick, Thatcher, Forums, Postman Pat, Stephen Mangan, and Adam. It's not this year's Celebrity Big Brother. It's a list. Oh, man. Do we take this? Go on. What's the worst that can happen? I want you to take this call. No! Yeah, I want you to take this call. Why? Because I, I can't talk to this person. Why? You come and sit here. Oh, no. You come and sit here. You know where the dumb button is. He's on failure one. Oh, don't. It's fine. Honestly, trust me. Really? Yeah, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to no, listen. No, don't leave me, though. Just go and do it. He's on failure one. You know it's not going to work now, don't you? It'll work. Oh, blimey. Fader one. Hello, line one. Hello, it's Noel Taylor, the inventor. Excellent. What have you invented? Um, I've, I've invented, uh, just invented Paradise Earth. Um, to start with, everybody will need to donate their feces to be shipped into deserts using a rudimental toilet. And everyone will be self-sufficient with 10 acres of land and their own one-acre oasis. Initially, it would be for the rich with the surplus money going to the poor. Blacks would be the master race. The present kings and queens will stay but the, with 144,000 new kings ruling. Right. For, first of all, I will flatten the deserts with earth movers and the aid of Google Earth. Right. Then then I will build walls. Next, we will dig oases. Oases. Fourthly, oases, yes, sorry. sorry. Fourthly, we will erect buildings. Mm-hmm. We then will put the excrement into the sand to make a garden. Then we a will plant garden. seeds. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, it's mixed with sand to, to form soil. Seems reasonable. Yeah, then we would plant the seeds and finally populate and add animals. Uh, there will be no crime, no time, no dime, no, no rhyme. police, <laughs> no politics, no pollution, no recycling, no religion. Hang on, you're recycling no poo. No hate. Uh, we wouldn't. You wouldn't need. Yeah, re- recycling poo to a degree. All right. So uh, some recycling then. It. You need to rejig your rules. Yeah. All right. Um, no religion. Right. N- no hate. Mm-hmm. No depression, and no schools. Everyone will have a white mansion house with the solar panels and backup ban- batteries. There will be a pool table. There will be a pigsty, a sheep stable, a cattle shed, and a chicken pen. The house will have seven bedrooms, a lounge, a dining room, games room, kitchen, and a loo. There will be a tennis court, a beach, and a helicopter pad. There will be two acres of garden with a lawn of two acres too. On Paradise Earth, there will be no illness or injuries and people will live for hundreds of years. Mm There will be no roads. All transportation would be by helicopter. An emergency button would be located in the master bedroom, which activates a laser beam aimed upwards, located on the roof. This would be used very rarely. It sounds like you're laughing, but... I am a bit, because I'm thinking you've got a lot to do there. You better get cracking, Noel. Uh, I'm I'm very excited about it. um, That's that's more or less it, really. There'll be educational and entertainment DVDs. A marriage would be by an arrangement by the kings. Arranged marriage by the kings. All right. Are you going to be one of the kings, Noel? Uh, I'm going to be in charge of it all. Right. Ruling it. I thought you might be. Uh, so it's got to be... Yeah, have you got any questions? Yeah. How are you going to do all this within yeah. your lifetime? Because that's an awful lot. I mean, obviously, you start with the faeces. Uh, yeah, well, well in the, the, the East, that would be the, the donation of the faeces excrement. It would have to be uh, into the desert. And then in the West, would you instead of an, an oasis, you'd have a lake. And the, the, in the East, I, I intend to do it within 10 years' span. So that's pretty good, isn't it? That's pretty good, yeah. And also, I have a quick question, because I, I, um, you said there's going to be no time. How are you going to arrange that? Yeah. Um, you wouldn't need time. You, you just go by the sun. Well, that's kind of time, though, isn't it? Uh, well, sort of, you could argue that. All right, so there'll be a bit of time. There'll be a bit of education because you'll have the DVDs. There'll be a bit of recycling. Uh, and what? Well, like, yeah. But you know, it sounds it sounds thoroughly reasonable. Noel, let us know how you get on, won't you? Thanks. You sound very nice. What's your name? Um, Clarissa. Thanks very much for calling. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. If you'd like to join Noel on Paradise Earth. Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. Late night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Um, evening, this is Ian Lee, Talk Radio. Strange show tonight. 
I've got a cold and my tool is not um, working at its most effective. My tool, of course, is my voice. Um, and uh, without it, I'm kind of screwed. I've got it, but I'm just really indigestionous and um, struggling a bit. And I'm, I'm really angry. I'm really angry. If you heard the start of the show, you can't trust anybody. Your government lied to you. The coppers lied to you. The ambulance service lied to you. I have got a cough sweet, sorry. Um, the newspapers lied to you. Not all of them, but Britain's biggest selling newspaper, The Sun, lied to you. Kelvin McKenzie lied to you. Well, any surprise there, really. The front page of The Sun today... It's not about Hillsborough t- tomorrow, so... Um, it's not about Hillsborough. It's about David Cameron using WhatsApp and a bit of Rita Ora boob. That's it. Flipping outrageous, isn't it? And today, Jeremy Hunt lying about doctors. And doctors going on strike. And we are being encouraged by more and more news outlets to hate doctors. They're doctors! How can I hate the people that cured my mum's breast cancer? They fixed it! Didn't have to operate. They thought they were going to operate. She was all ready for the operation, actually. She was all gowned up, ready to go. And the surgeon went, I'm terribly sorry, I can't find the um, the the, uh, the cancer. We'll have to scan her again in a couple of weeks. I was quite angry until they scanned her and they went, well, it's gone. They fixed my mum. They fixed my little boy. Do you know what I mean? How can I hate those people? Some slimy little tow rag, though, goes from one place of work to the other place of work, 50 yards, in a cab, so he hasn't got to go near striking doctors. I can hate him. Really angry. This country sucks. Gatford. I've, I've got some anger this evening. Go on. Restaurants that play music too loud, so you can't hear a conversation with people sitting at the same table as you. Yep. Uh, I understand that you need ambient music. Yep. But I was in a place today. I shan't mention the name because for fear that they might one day. Weatherspoons. Weatherspoons. No, no. It's a popular um, Portuguese chicken place. Nandos. Yes. The great, great chicken. A great chicken. And yeah, if they great, send me, oh, great, if they no, send great. me a celebrity black card, then I would respect them a lot. I respect them, yeah. but their music was too loud and too bassy, and I couldn't hear the conversation. You I don't go to Nandos. Hey, speaking of poo. Yeah. Did oh, you see the KFC again? The KFC in Birmingham. Well, I've never had a KFC. I'm tempted to now. Uh-huh. Found there was never p- had a KFC. Never had a KFC. I've had the. Um, I remember once being skint on the way home when I was drunk. Please hold. Huh? Catford, why has he put me on hold? How has he put me on hold? Catford, I didn't. I didn't know I did that. How did do you, you know do? Hang on a minute. No, no, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. I, I was calling Shut Christopher up. from West Wickham. How did you do that? I'm not, it must have pressed my cheek against the iPhone. Oh, there you go. I didn't mean to. I do apologise. Um, you've totally, um... You were talking about KFC in Birmingham. It was poo in the drinks. What? Poo in the drinks. Uh, just, just put them on the list, then. Well, no, I'm not going to put restaurants on the list. You've not understood the list. With people I can't trust. So I asked them to turn the music down. They didn't do it, so... Very surly in Nandos, I found. Very surly. But they're, yeah. they're entitled to be, because their peri-peri chicken is second to none. Well, understandably so, but their music taste and staff leave a lot to be desired. 
I took Kath to her first ever Nandos experience. She didn't have a clue what it, what it was. Really? She didn't understand it. And some restaurants don't make it clear, do they? Whether you you go up and order. The number of times I've been sat in a restaurant waiting for someone to come and take my order and you have to go up to the bar. And the number of times I've gone up to the, the bar and they said, oh, no, we take, go sit down. Here we go. I know what. Go on. Contactless. Oh, yeah, no. Oh, oh yeah, contactless. Apparently, apparently, there are people going around with little contactless machines trying to steal your money. No, there's not. There's not. No, well, I say apparently. There's I have, not. I have no evidence of this. I have a conversation no. this evening about it. There's not. It's, it's to get a lead-lined wallet. No, you don't. There's not. That's rubbish. They make up these, um, these lies so that we, um... <sighs> All right, Howard. I got bored of that sentence, like, three words into yeah. it. I'm angry this evening, but I've not got a focus for my anger, other than what's happened to me today. I wish I'd, um... I wish I'd paid... Sorry, I'm in such trouble speaking, Gaffer, because I've got this... No, I, I know, you're struggling, man. You're struggling to breathe. I can hear it. I'm going to go and do a big burp during the news. Oh, you're not going to have to stick your fingers yeah, in your throat, Yeah, I'm going to have to do that. Oh, man. I'll oh. have to do that. Um, I feel for you. Um, Shaka Khan. Oh, Shaka yeah, Khan. Huh? Shaka Khan, I want to touch you. Well, it'll be Shaka, Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan. Oh, Shaka Khan. I'm now actually Khan. saying Shaka Khan. Well. Doctor. He's gone. Oh, get, 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 dip, 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 dip. Hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Yeah, go. There we go, there we go. Captain, I'm going to cut you off. Oh, OK. There we go. Go on. The one night that Scott... Chooses to listen live, and I'm very, I'm very windy, and I can't do the show when I'm windy. Can't do it. If you want to be on the show, oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand, you call up, and for the next forty minutes or so, we will call you back. It's an angry show today, and I think do you know what? We're allowed to be angry. We're allowed to be angry after being um, uh, lied to by the government and the coppers. Uh, the thing is, right. The cop, and I do like the police. I said, when we went to the marathon at the weekend, I made sure that I went and said hello to a few coppers. I do that when I've got my boys with me, so that they know that you can go up to police officers. And I said, look, this isn't going to happen, boys, but if you can't see me for any reason, go and speak, find one of these police officers, and they will find me. Right? They, will, they, they, they will find me. Um, but I'm not surprised about the police lying in this, in the whole Hillsborough thing. It doesn't surprise me. Drink milk. Isn't, what, what will milk do? Is that going to get rid of my indigestion? Something needs to... I'm struggling terribly here. We'll sort it out. We'll play a long record or something. We'll play close to the edge by yes. That's what we'll do. Sam's on the line. Yes, Sam. Oh, um, sorry, I was really quick. I wasn't, I wasn't prepared. Hello. What, what um, can I do to prepare you? <laughs> that'd be the, no, just don't. Um, I just want to say... Say it. <laughs> <laughs> say it, say it, buddy. <laughs> Nothing. I'm, say it. Uh, I'm just. <laughs> say it, Sam. You make me puke. Say it. Say it, Sam. I don't know what I'm talking about. I just want to say hello, really, and just say, say thank it. you for. Oh, can't you still saying that? Say it. I don't know what to say. Say it, Sam. Um. <laughs> can, I, can I try something on you? Um. Okay. Okay. Hang on a second. Let me just try something. 
Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with Farah. I've never been with anything less than a nine. So far, it's too high. It's too high. Let's just check in. I'm just checking. Don't worry. Um, when I can sing the full guy theme, Sam, this is my test. When I can sing right. the full guy theme, that means my voice is back, and we're back in the game. We're back in the room, and right. we're back up to full speed. Until then, I'll, I'll keep trying it. I'll keep trying it. And until then, Sam, we're only work, working at half power. We're on pulse drive instead of warp drive. Fair enough. Yeah, we go. I just, I just want to say, um, like recently, say it, Sam. Um, Say it. No, say it. I'm trying to. Say it. Right, I'm going to say it over the best. You've been a bit of a. um, Oh, God. Say it. Uh, I'm trying. No hoping, just say it. Um, Talking a lot about mental health and depression and stuff. Yeah. I just want to say thank you for talking about it because something that isn't spoken about enough, as I talked about, I think, a while ago, well, a few weeks ago. And I just want to say, you know, um, on behalf of everyone who's been affected by it or whatever, just good job on bringing it up. And, and well, I sometimes here's the thing. Here's the thing, and I'm going to tread carefully, right? Right. <clears throat> First of all, I worry, not massively. I, I'm, I'm actually a lot recently. I've been worrying. I reveal too much of myself. Okay. Matthew you. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, and, and maybe we do. I don't know. And also, and I don't want to go into detail, because I don't want to shame someone on air, right? Right. But recently, on this show, we have had an incident with, um... How am I going to phrase this without without shaming them or, or anything? We've had an incident with um, someone um, um, not quite telling the truth. Was it on Friday, by any chance? I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to give any details, right? Right. But someone not quite telling the truth and using... Uh, and I... I revealed more about myself because I was completely trusting of what they were saying. And actually, they were making things up. And right. this person has now got quite angry with me mm. and has been sending me abuse on Twitter and stuff like that. And it's, and it's fine. It's, it's, I'm, not, I'm not worried. I'm not going to kill me or anything like that. But... Yeah. It's really peed me off, right? It's really peed me off and it's really upset me that I have, I have I have I have um shared something very intimate with someone on air to have that kind of abused and flung back in my face. And it makes me think, well, I should probably hold back a little bit from some of the stuff that I share on the radio. Yeah, I know what you mean, but I mean at the same time other things you say can like um, put in the right direction, change someone for the better. If that makes sense, like if if people like use it as not gospel, but as like um, advice, basically. Um, I've said things in my vi- um, uh, in my videos that I thought was correct, and I've told people you know don't take my advice as you know gospel, but use it as like a sort of I don't know something to key your imagination or spark a flame, if that makes sense. But All I can do, guys, is I can share my experience, my strength, and my hope. That's it. All I can do is share my story, and it ain't going to work for everyone else. But when when I do that, and um, someone blatantly lies to me while I'm doing yeah. it, and I'm being really treading around this, I don't want to shame anyone or embarrass anyone. There's no, obviously no. issues there, but not the yeah. issues that... that, 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 that 
I was being told. And it carries on off air in terms of lies being sent to me in emails and, and fake email accounts and fake Twitter accounts. Set up. It, it, I just well, think it, maybe sorry, I should just... Go on. Uh, does it affect your daily life? Though? Like you know, I know that like you know taking your work home with yeah. you, whatever. But yeah, like, it, so, yeah it, some uh, of the stuff that was said in these emails affects my daily life. Yeah, yeah, it affects right, my okay. it when, affects my um uh, my balance. Yeah, that, I mean, I mean that's when something like can really, really you know like bug you. Cause obviously, you know, yes, there's work problems. That's fine. That, you know, I mean, happens to everyone. But when it you know takes it home with you, yeah. it always kind of makes it seem like it's the worst thing to have to you. I message well, I message to you. It's just you know, try and not take your mind off it, but realise that like I don't know. I'm not very good. I'm not very good advice. Like straight to the point, but yeah, you know, plenty more fish in the sea. Sam, you've got a wise it. head on your body. Well, you, you're 22 or something, aren't you? Uh, no, I'm I'm uh, 20, but you know, well, there I, you just, go. I just I just. I just sort of think too much, and I guess that kind of yeah, I've gone for a lot of much more life. So you've far got, you've, I know you've, you've had some crappy things happen. You've come out of it remarkably, Sam. So I, well, well done you. And that sounds patronising, but I don't mean it to. No, right, listen, no, man, I'm no, going to no, move no, on. Nice no. to talk to you, Sam, as always. And you, mate. Ta-ta. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Let's have a little break. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Kyle's on the line. Yes, Kyle. Evening, Ian. You okay? Nope. Oh, just a throw. What have you got for us, Carl? Well, I was just going to say I, I was ringing about Gatford actually, but the previous caller um, I found it interesting uh, because I think, without getting into names and specifics, I think what you do and revealing a bit more of yourself. I think that does so much more help to so many people no. who trust in you and listen to you and go and seek help themselves or take your advice or get pointers for it. So I think what you do is brilliant. I genuinely do. It's not sucking up to you. I, ge- I think that. Well, I'm not I'm not convinced, but there we go. There we go. Okay. The, the Gatford thing, yes. and again, it's, it's one of these weird things, isn't it? Where it's like, oh, I've heard, but I've not seen... But on the on my Facebook on the Metro, on the trams in Manchester, with those little um you know, the what do you call it, the near field readers and they are like tapping them to people's pockets to see whether it's No, they're not. Well, it doesn't happen. It's it's, 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 it's bullshit. Yes, you might get your card cloned at a dodgy restaurant or a petrol station. I've had it done in both of those places, but No, I don't I don't I don't believe that. I don't I don't believe it. But how, right, so when you go into, and I've been done in a petrol station like that as well. Yeah. Um, however, you've got to pay on contactless, and you just hold your card to it. So what's the difference between that and the, and the near-field con- contact? The near-field contact? Is that yeah. what it's called? Yeah, after, it does, it, I'm tempted to, I don't think <coughs> it is that. Um, okay, no, in that case, you've convinced me it does exist. Sorry, I feel like we've gone to Howard Hughes territory now. No, no, not at all, because his show is wonderful, but complete bullshine. <laughs> oh, absolute hashtag bullshine. It's, it's a great listen, though, by the way. 10 o'clock, Sunday night, Howard Hughes. Um, we must get him on one day. We'll sort it out when I feel a little bit better. Um, it is such a, it's such a good listen. It's exactly what Sunday night radio should be. Not that boring... Three hours on Europe they do on LBC at the same time. Three hours on Brexit. Flipping heck. <sighs> 
Don't, don't be doing that. Do, why don't you? Why don't you? Oh no, I was going to say the old Sunday night show, ten till one. Is that not really your thing anymore? Well, no. How Hughes is doing his Sunday night show? Oh, you should. Re- oh, you should so ring in as a guest. As what? like, or as like one of those weird West. Well, what as a prank? Well, no. I know you don't do pranks no. on there again. No. <laughs> no. Uh, Carl, listen. Thank you very much indeed. Oh eight four four. Four nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. You're more than welcome to. Oh yeah. So where have I put the papers? Oh look, here's here's the Daily Mail. Let's have a little look in the Daily Mail. I've not read it today, and I like the Daily Mail primarily because it's rubbish. Hang on a second. We're straight in page three of the Daily Mail. Sheena Easton doing the shopping. She was the sultry British singer who conquered America in the 80s with her big hair, figure-hugging outfits and heavy makeup. But emptying a supermarket trolley in jeans and a baggy top, Sheena Easton is unrecognisable. Scottish-born Miss Easton, 56, pictured near her home outside Las Vegas, was 21 when she found fame on Esther Ranson's talent show, The Big Time in Night. I don't remember The Big Time with Esther Ranson. Can I say this? I'm going to say this. I used to fancy Esther Ranson when she was young. 25-year-old Esther Ranson. What? Her first hit, 9 to 5, topped the US charts and she was chosen to sing the... This is Sheena Easton here, not, not Ranson. That would be insane. She was chosen to sing the Bond theme for Your Eyes Only. She moved to America and had a top ten hit with Sugar Walls, written for her by, by Prince, of course. They rec- Oh, they recorded together, topping the charts with singles, including You Got the Look. You got the look, you got the look, my book, my body's jamming, my head is hetero-slamming. Hetero-slamming, I think that's what they say. Hetero-slamming. Is that a phrase? Her pop stardom helped Miss Easton land a role in the hit TV series Miami Vice. And it was claimed she was worth 40 million pounds. Married four times. None of her marriages lasted longer than two years. She adopted two children and stepped back from show business in the 90s. She's not released an album in 16 years. I don't know what the story is here. I don't know what the story is. Woman in 50s goes shopping. Still looks hot. What? How is that a story? Um, Gary Lineker, Gary Lineker, Gary Lineker. Gary Lineker says he's going to do um, um, the football programme in his pants if Leicester City win the football. 0844 499 1000. But he's quite buff, isn't he? So, that's not really that much of a of a of a thing, is it? More him trying to show off, isn't it? Yeah, it's him showing off. Um, oh, dearie, dearie, mate. There really is nothing in the papers at the moment at all. Here we go. Let's have a little look at this one, shall we? 
I hate my friend's screaming three-year-old. Woman's online confession sparks furious row. It's not a lot of fun being with a friend whose children whose child is having a tantrum, but we normally try to show understanding, in public at least, and may even offer the harassment dad a helping hand. No, 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 no. If I'm with a parent and their kid's having a tantrum, I just walk away. Nothing to do with me. Let the parent... The parent knows the best way to handle their child. So well, I, I just walk away. So I'll, I'll, be around, I'll be around the corner. I'll see you in a bit. Good luck with that. You sort that out. One woman, however, has broken a taboo by publicly revealing her dislike for the three-year-old daughter of a friend. Using the name The Brown Trout, she justified her feelings on the Mumsnet website. Hang on a minute. Flipping egg. Are you suggesting, Daily Mail, that you now get your stories from the forums of Mumsnet? Are you joking? Really? You get your stories from the forums of Mumsnet? Flipping heck. That's outrageous. Oh, wait, 444991000. She wrote, she demands to be carried everywhere. Won't go in the pushchair. She's a bit on the big side for it anyway. Pushchair at three. She wants what she wants immediately. Now. She will scream she wants a tissue. Friend gives her a tissue. She will continue screaming and screaming that she wants a tissue. Give her a bloody tissue then. It's a tissue. These screaming fits are pretty much constant. Andrew's on the line. Yes, Andrew. Hello again. Hello. Um, I've got a nomination for your list. Yeah, got people. list of people we do not trust. Yes. Yes. Could I put my stalker on it, please? You've got a stalker? Well, well, she'd been warned off now. Yeah, she's really crazy. I mean, um, she were a friend. Yeah, she were a friend of my ex. Yeah. And um, one day she started turning up outside my mate's house, and um, like eleven o'clock at night, and then she'd turn up at my work, and then I found out that she changed the surname by deed poll to my surname. And then um, I obviously had to get police involved. But the worst thing is, Ian, she's not even good-looking. Well, well. So, you know. So what of the police? Is this this true? Yeah, genuinely true. She changed the surname by deed poll after following me about for about three weeks. She was going, she got, she got into my work by claiming she was my wife. And she was that way in a canteen for me. This, are you not, does this not worry you? Because this could genuinely... I mean, I'm, I'm playing the Halloween um, theme tune remix, so this shows how... You know, but this could genuinely get quite serious. Yeah, it was really, it was really serious at, at one point, you know. Um, Hang on a minute, I need to, in that case, I've got to stop playing that music, because that's not, that's not appropriate. This is, though. Carry on. <laughs> yeah, no, that's better. No, I mean, obviously, like, people were believing things she was saying, and, like, people who not, didn't know me that well were obviously... Well, this woman's got the same surname as Andrew. Clearly related. Uh, but you know, do you know her? I only knew her through my ex. And once we split up, um, my ex had said, can you drop some stuff off of his? So she dropped it off. And then, then it just all started with standing on my... 
my friend street corner at 11 o'clock just like watching us in his garden it was just really really weird so i'd like her on your list please because she's she's not to be trusted what have the police said are they taking it seriously yeah yeah the the i've had not i've had nothing from her for a, a couple of months now and last time last time um she did something it was um letters um, that were just after Christmas, but I've had nothing since, so... Yeah, they've warned her off. I wish you the best of luck, Andrew. It sounds flipping horrible. Well, it's... It's, it's alright. It's sorted now, but, um, yeah, but I think she belongs on the list. Andrew, she is on the list. 08444991000. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. <sighs> Nigel, yes, Nigel. Hi, good evening, Ian. Good evening, good evening, Nigel. I thought I'd ring in for a little chat. I'm not very well, thank you. Pardon? In response to your question, I'm not uh, feeling very oh, good. Oh, sorry to hear that. I hope you, you get better soon. Thank you, Nigel. Um, is it, it sounds like it's a sort of a, a fluey, fluey thing, is it? Well, I was in bed this afternoon, shivering mm. a lot. Oh, blimey. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, must, it's terribly cold for the time of year, too, isn't it? It, but, was free, it was snowing today. Yeah, I got caught in the snow on my push bike when was I was out in my It was actually snowing. That's crazy. Yeah, it was fr- about three o'clock it started, I yep, think. Yeah, that'll be it. Right on the dot. I I, I got I rang up to tell you about I had a um, I, uh, you say you're not well. I had an unfortunate accident on the um, push bike today. Did you poo yourself? Pardon? No, no, no. It's rather worse than that, to be honest. I, I ran into a car door which opened before I got oh. past it. A lady, a lady opened the door, and I I hit my hand on the door, which is all swept. My hands all swelled up. Um, might have to be oh, looked at mate. by the doctor. Yeah, and uh, I fell on my side and nearly broke my right leg. Did you which was put it round under the bike? Did um, you put it in ice? Um, not my hand. No, no. I'm just. Well, it's, it's gone down a bit. It's slightly going down gradually. Yeah. But but it's a shock as well because yep. the shock of hitting that's the door. Horrible, at speed, you know? Yeah, that's horrible, mate. Yeah, it's horrible. Um. And luckily, I, because I've got a metal leg, metal in my right leg Sorry? that probably didn't break because it's always been it's been broken before. Okay. So I've broken my leg before, but you know the shock of going down hard, quick on the ground. I is, haven't gone down hard, quick for a long, long time. <laughs> long but, time. But it's quite, you know I, I'm still in a bit of shock, but I think I'll be okay because um, I've you know I've I've had been knocked off by cars before anyway. So, but, but I mean this this wasn't. This was a, uh, a strange thing where the door was suddenly open. I went past the car and suddenly she opened the door and before she got out, I hit it. And Nigel, say hello to Craig. Mm. Hello, Craig. Hello, Nigel. How are you? Um, not too bad, I suppose. How are you? <laughs> Pardon? Yeah, I'm a big fan of yours, Nigel. Oh, thank, thank you, Craig. It's just Nigel Farage. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> um, yeah, he's a fan of mine as well, I think. Nigel Farage. Um, all Nigel, they've all got to stick together, I think. <laughs> Do you when know you, Nigel When Kirby? you punch in my name funny, on Google, if you Google my name, Nigel Farage's name comes up. I don't punch names in on Google, Nigel. Not, n- not anymore. Not no. anymore. You don't do your Google anymore. Not after my Uncle Jimmy. I, I don't actually do it. Now, I did when I first started with laptops, but then I went on to bigger things like Facebook and stuff. Yeah. Are you on Facebook? Oh, didn't you know? Oh. 
You must have known by looking at um, talk sport. Uh, talk Your term. Talk sport, you know, the, the station's uh, Facebook page. Is this not Jason Cundy? <laughs> Where are you calling from then, Craig? I'm playing the William Tello, but you're on me teeth, yeah. Nigel, if you don't give us a minute. Okay, right. Mm. Hang on, just just wind your neck in, Nigel, two mm. seconds. Do a bit of wait. I'll be back with you in a second. I'm listening, yeah. Nigel must have hung up. Hello, Rob. Rob, are you with, with Nigel? Rob? <laughs> I can hear Miley. Oh, that must be Nigel. Daddy. Oh, 
All right, Madonna. This is a Sony award, if ever I've heard it. Mm. Nigel, keep on the wait, son. <laughs> I came out like a rainbow. I don't know the words. Break me. Came like a rainbow. Well, thanks for the call, Nigel. Are you on tomorrow night, are you, Ian? Yes, I am. 0844. <clears throat> 499 1000. She said her friend's younger child and nine-month-old daughter is much ignored. Well, nine-month-olds, you don't need to do a lot with them. They just, you, you just exist. So you've got nappies at nine months? I can't remember. I think they do, yeah. Because her friend is constantly dealing with the older one. The continual demands of the older child also make... I don't understand what... The, again, this is another story. Um, I don't understand what the story is. So a mum... A woman... Posted on mum's net that she found her friend's three-year-old annoying. I find my kids annoying. Kids are annoying. And then it's just got people... Replying... Coconut Pie said it was obvious the poster didn't have children and didn't have a clue. She added, come back. Flipping it. This is crazy. So, <coughs> they've gone to a forum on a website, seen an argument, and printed it as a story. That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Let's see if there's anything else in the mail, shall we? Richard Littlejohn. Oh, jeez. He's going straight on the list. Little John. Obnoxious, odious, hideous, hate monger. <laughs> really? Hey, Michelle, the Queen's a Muslim too. Take a look at the audience at Bar- Barack Obama's town hall meeting in London. Is this a portrait of Britain you recognise? There's some black faces and, and, and what look like some Muslim faces and some white faces. Who's that? Who, Tony? It is Tony. Hello, Tony. Yeah, not bad, mate. Not bad. Didn't ask. I'm a bit, bit miffed off about uh, this old TV licence, Lark. Go on. You get these letters. You keep sending me these letters. I haven't got a bleeding TV. Right. And then you send me a letter and it says, please read the information with all carefully. And keep for your records, you will be allowed to take it into court with you. Oh. <laughs> from a, a kind lady called Jane Jeffers. <coughs> Sorry? From a kind lady called Jane Jeffers, an enforcement manager. Yeah. Now, what's that all about? I, I mean, I haven't got a telly, so I don't want to answer the, the letters they keep sending me. It's not their business whether I've got a telly or not. Have you got a telly? I haven't got a telly. No, I haven't. I've, I've, I've had a change in circumstances. 
and I've decided to go tele- TV-less. TV-less? Yeah. So I've been, I've been doing it for nearly three months now. How's it going? It's going great. I don't wa- I've got a TV, but I don't watch much TV. I, 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 I watched something at the weekend as it went out, but the rest of the time I don't watch TV. It, isn't life better without it? It bloody is, I tell you. It's, you find loads of things to do, loads of things to do. I mean, I'm tending to sleep more, if I'm completely honest, but... Yeah, you got you do, you go to bed earlier, yeah. you wake up earlier, your days are longer. It's brilliant. Have you, have you phoned them up and said, I haven't got a TV anymore? Well, I tried to phone them up, oh. but they were busy, and then they cut me off. Oh. So I ended up trying to do it online, that went all pear-shaped. Yeah. But what I want, I'll, I'll, I now live in a flat. And it's got an intercom. Yeah. So I want them to knock on my door. Yeah. And when they knock on the door, I'll say, can you wait 20 minutes? I'm just watching Coronation Street. <laughs> 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 um, if you I haven't can't got... be doing with things like that. Well, don't let it stress you out, man. When they come, just, just when the letters come, just put them in the bin. Don't let it stress you out, Tony. It's I not worth been it. Doing, I have been doing, but I've been putting them in the bin. I'm enjoying it. Oh, bit you of can... anarchy. Fifty-two years old, and I'm, I'm practicing a bit of anarchy. Well, hang on a minute. Putting putting junk mail in the bin is not. That's not lanarche. <laughs> it is. It is. It is junk mail, isn't it? Well, it is if you haven't got a TV. Yeah. But I don't get the the tone of the the tone of the letter is totally totally inappropriate. If it, ha- what would be a more appropriate tone then? Tone. Um. Well, if. They've, they've, written, they've, they've obviously had no response from me, but they should just come and knock on the door and ask me politely, excuse me, sir, have you got a TV? Not send me a letter telling me I'm going to go to court because I haven't replied to them or decided not to speak to them. The letters are quite terse in their tone, aren't they? Yes. They are. They are. I think it's diabolical. Absolutely <laughs> diabolical. <laughs> the thing is, you genuinely do think it's actually diabolical, don't you? I do, I do. Threatening to court for not for not responding to a letter or about something that they don't own. I mean, what sort of a bloody country do we live in? Do you watch TV on your computer though? No, I haven't you got. Internet. You don't watch. You... Come on, no. man. No, I'm I, I'm not joking. You, you don't watch iPlayer joking. on your phone. No, not not at all. I haven't watched anything. I haven't watched anything. What was the last for... program you watched? Oh God, um, let me think. Um... We're going back to the beginning of February. Oh, do you like know, I can't remember? Well. Probably match of the day. <laughs> TV is, as the great Noel Coward once said, TV is for appearing on, not for watching. And it's, ma- like. it's mainly rubbish. Well, Tony, you um, know, just, just... I like going to pictures, though. I like it's going expensive, to though. Yeah, but it's worth it. You know, I don't go, I don't go every night of the week, just, just a couple of times a month. I like it. Last film you saw? Um, oh, the, the one with Ryan Reynolds, that was bloody funny, that was. Which What's one? De- Deadpool? Deadpool. That was oh, good, wasn't it? That was funny. I enjoyed funny, that funny. filthy. <laughs> he gets a bullet up his bum. <laughs> yeah, been about June at the beginning. It was, oh, and I, I tell you, I could talk all night about Deadpool. It was a classic film. Talk Radio. Yeah, that was a subtle hint. You're listening to Talk Radio. Our phone number remains the same, 0844-499-1000. The presenter will... Be back in a second. He's just nipped out to, um, well, to make himself belch. I know. Charming, isn't it? 
But give us a shout because after midnight we'll be taking calls straight to air. This could be your big moment. You can do something daft, you can do something serious, do whatever you want. Just get in touch with us. That number again, 0844 499 1000. Come on, let's hear from you. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Take a far out trip into the twilight zone of late night radio with Ian Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. Late night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. But I've been seen with Farrah. I've never been with anything less than a man. So fine. I've been on fire with Sally Field. Gone fast with a girl named Bo. But somehow they just don't end up as mine. It's a death-defying life I lead. I take my chances. I die for a living in the movies and TV. Watch my leading ladies Kiss some other guy While I'm bandaging my knee I might fall from a tall building I might roll a brand new car Cause I'm the unknown stuntman That made Redford such a star Never spent much time in school, but I told ladies plenty. It's true, I hire my body out for pay. Hey, hey, I've gotten burned over Cheryl Teague's blown up for Rocky Welch. But when I wind up in the hay, it's only hay. Hey, hey, I might jump an open drawbridge or Tarzan from a vine. Cause I'm the unknown step man. Makes Eastwood look so fine. That was, a, that was distorting a little bit, and that was, was as a protest for when will I get a fader to operate it. If I had a fader, it wouldn't have been distorted. That'll teach you. So him. we had um, uh, it's called straight to air now. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. I've burped, so I'm a little bit better. Uh, strange vibe to the show today. Mm. It's partly because the, the the whole country is being run by liars. Um, so, Noel Taylor called him. The inventor. Yep. He has an alter ego. Oh. Leon Rolyat. He's a musician. Oh, hang on. Rolyat is Taylor. Does songs. Backwards. Um, like this. This is his hit. Ooh, a party. Ooh, a party. <clears throat> Goes like this. Do something for me. Do something for me. I haven't heard this for five years. Ooh. Party. <laughs> Ooh, Ooh, a party. Ooh, a party. Ooh. So he travelled from Birmingham to London to play this live on my show once. He got a black cab from Birmingham to London. Just thinking on Paradise Earth, which is, as we heard, mostly based on donated feces, yeah. there'll be no... The black, the black people will be the master race, he said. You didn't pick up on that, did you? Well, I was waiting to hear him out, yeah. Um, and all live in white houses with seven rooms. It was all very specific, based on feces. He though. said that people would live for hundreds of years. Well, you can't invent that. Well, he was inventing... Can you invent that line one? Hello? Hello, you're on the air. Can I put someone on your list, 
please. Oh, mate, yeah, please do. Go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. PC Plum from Balamori. Oh. Ponce. <laughs> I don't think he... He's, he's a Ponce, I think. The phone dropped out. I think he said Ponce. PC... What's PC who? PC Plum. PC Plum. Now, is he... I, I found your doggy. You know, PC exactly. Plum. And, and the other geezer that wears a skirt, Archie the Inventor. Yep, Archie the Inventor. Um, yep, Pink okay. House. He's... Uh, Nothing wrong with that. I don't like the. I don't. I'm not really that from Balamori. Wasn't not bad. Is that what it's called, Balamori? Yeah. That wasn't one of our programs. But I don't like um, the um, American, like the, the decorating man, the painter. Wow. No, not because you don't like he, many of them, do you? Well, no, he's the only one. I, I, he's the only you one. You agree I don't with like. the PC? Oh, on the free real bike. Yeah, yeah. I don't like. Well, I'll paint you. Don't you wall for you? Spencer. Yeah, yellow. I like the girl with the 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 hair that goes. Whoop. Josie Jump. Yeah, I like her. She's mm-hmm. not going on the list. Mm-hmm. What about Penny Pocket? Susie Sweet and Penny Pocket. Oh, I like their song the Hang best. On. Not as good as this song, though. Well, I'm just thinking, on Paradise Earth, we'll... This will be it, won't it? Here we go. Thank you for that caller. Oh. M- oh, oh, I might be going there. Tobermory. I'm going to do the dance. I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, you will. I'll do the dance. <coughs> Strange show tonight. Mm. Oh, turn off. All right. Turn off Will the, this help? the, uh, the outer rim of lights. Yes, we have, do we have posh lights here? I we... Middle. No, 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 no. Don't oh. do that. It's in. The, it's on the right hand side. Oh. Uh, that one. That will turn. Keep do that. That will turn it off. Oh, you've completely knackered these. Oh, here comes Ed. Just, ah, there we go. Right. Fine. Imagine having lights. It's perfectly you have to get, capable, you see. It you just takes me one. technician to come in and do the lights. I mean, flipping heck. Mm-hmm. How ridiculous is that? So, it turns out all the papers are stashed in here during um, their show, so we... Well, sometimes they are, but sometimes... No, they, they have been every day this week and every day last week. So, come in during their show and grab these papers, please. <clears throat> Oh, no, it looks like Eurovision could get even longer. I'm reading them out. This is the first time Oh, I'm, I'm not watching it. it anymore. It's no good with that Wogan. Um, but it's never... It's, but it's, Graham it, Norton makes me laugh, though. It's boring, though. I mean, it's, it's just... A, even with Wogan, it was dull. Mm. It's just dull. Well, Wogan plus loads of booze makes it palatable. Mm. Well, I don't know. But uh, now I can't be bothered. For fans of over-the-top glitz, it will be music to their ears. Mm. But for those of us immune to the charm... Oh, wait, 444991000, by the way. For those of us immune to the charms of the Eurovision Song Contest, the revelation it is getting up to an hour longer is likely to produce a groan. Oh, they're changing the voting, aren't they? Oh, to be fair... Um, the competition, which lasts four hours, could be spun out even more following the first changes to the voting system since 1975. So the public get to vote. Oh, right. On it, and um, so they're going to make some money out of it. Is what's going to happen? Yeah. Good news for Flatley. Flatley. Michael Flatley. Why? That's where he does his trade, isn't it? I can't say he does trade. Does? Did the lot? He does tricks. Well, tricks in terms of you know high kicks and um, splits. Although I hear that he's not quite as flexible anymore. No, he's not. Hasn't he got? um, Oh no, it's uh, Paul Stanley from Kiss that's got two artificial hips. Well, yeah, but he's uh, he's not right. He's not what he was. He's not but I think right he tends to call the shots anymore. He's not right that flatly. I tell you something. There's something not right about that fellow. You mark my words. <laughs> he's going on the list actually. Flatly. Why? Flatly. Oh, because he dances Irish, but he's not. 
Is he not? No. What is he? He's like, he's American Irish, Amer Irish. Line one, you're on the wireless. Hello, Ian Lee. Hello. Hello. Uh, first time caller. Excellent. What um, would you like to say? Well, I, I, I've listened to your show many a night, and I've just heard someone slate PC Plum, and it, it made me get out of bed. Wow. And call you. Jeez. I'm that angry about it. Go on, tell me. I'll tell you what. Go on. So, Cut her understand this. I'm a, I'm a dad. I've got a three year old daughter. I watch Balamori and I watch that chap in the in the, the the skirt who's gone on for a great career. And then I watch PC Plum when he sings his song. Um, you see the man and he's tra- it's a trained dancer. You can see he's our last caller suggested the character was a nonce or a ponce or a ponce. Oh yeah, I, I wanted to hear Ponce, so that, uh, but it could have been Nonce. I did hear that too. Well, with the revelations in the Hillsborough inquest today, I don't trust any police well, officers. Well, can I just say, for legal reasons, we have no proof of any of that business going on on Ballamore. But we all have our own suspicions. <laughs> I'll be calling yeah, in Howard may, Hughes on Sunday night. That may be the story of Ballamore, and we all would like to know, but... Yeah. It's one of those things. But I just want to say that when that guy dances, you mm. see the dreams of a guy who was trained in the theatre for maybe two decades, slip away as he dances for three-year-olds during the afternoon on repeats on a, on CBBS, and part of me weeps for it. I know. Did you see his appearance at the same actor, not as PC Plum? He was a very different role um, in uh, Wooly and Tig. He was dancing no. in that as well. Yeah, she goes to the theatre and, as usual, kicks up a fuss. That kid, honestly, you were talking earlier on about um, Ian, about the three-year-old yeah. who's caused all kinds of controversy on Mumsnet or whatever. Yeah, I mean the latest controversy on Mumsnet. Um, but they yeah, should, they should, Tig's uh, a pain. What they should do? It. What they should do? They should invent a system so that anybody that logs into Mumsnet um, uh, gets an electric shock and their fingers are burnt off, so they can't log into anything. <laughs> Ever again. Instead of going to a forum about mums, net, be a, go mum, go mum it. Or go back to work. Go. Maybe it's a sign. Maybe I'll start a website called Mumtree, where mums can meet up and sell things. Oh, that's a good idea. Some idea. Yeah, do it. Oh, yeah, 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 do it. Anyway, yeah, he was in Woolly and Tig, and it was a similar role. It was a it was a mute dancing and singing role, and obviously oh, that's where God, his talents lie. Oh God, I want to die. <laughs> I actually, I'm sitting here thinking, geez, I just just kill me now. What? Because of PC Plum. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Line two, you're on the wireless. Hello, you're right. It's me again, Sam. Yeah, hey man. I just want to talk about. Sorry. Hey what? man. Oh, hello. I want to talk about um, Eurovision again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, from what I know, Eurovision is fairly political because, like, well, the way it was voted... All the um, Iron Curtain countries will vote for Russia because they're scared of Putin. They're scared... Where's my Putin? Where's my Putin? Exactly. They're scared um, of being nuked or invaded. I mean, they- it takes away the kind of fun of it, but it takes away like the sort of enjoyment of it. Like, no, you know, they, like, I, I don't know. It's weird. Like, when it's predictable, you know, it, it just makes it kind of, you know, but less it was, fun. It was it's always, always been predictable. It was always predictable. The Irish would always win it, and it was always dull. It was always tedious. We're looking back with rose-tinted glasses. It's always been rubbish. I mean, when it. When they brought in Australia, I thought, oh, brilliant, that's a bit different, you know. But when then did again, they bring Australia in? Yeah, Australia they were in. Oh, flipping heck. 
And that was a bit weird, because I was thinking, like, they're, obviously they're not in Europe. Like, you know, yeah, they... Well, but I mean, Eurovision is... isn't Europe. Israel's in it. They're not in Europe. You know, uh, yeah. Romania's been kicked out for not paying their bills. Good. There we go. Good. Happens. And also, well, sorry, uh, sorry um, with this whole sort of refugee thing as well, should we ask going to add some fire to it? Like, not fire to it, but... Uh, you want to burn Ali G? What? <laughs> no. Like, the, the refugee thing, it'll add... Um. That wasn't me. He ran out of credit. Line one, you're on the wireless. We'll never know where it will land. wants to burn Ali G. Line one, you're on the wireless. No, you're not. What a surprise. Your your phone box system sucks. Line two, you're on the wireless. Ian. Yes. Eurovision. Yes. You're not interested about Terry Wogan and uh, Graham Norton. I've got somebody who would be brilliant doing their job. Yeah. Limmy. Oh, Limmy would, be, <laughs> Limmy would be awesome. And I wonder if Limmy is going to be live-streaming Eurovision. Oh, that would be good. Because I would, I would, would pay... Would so good or what? I would pay top dollar to watch that, yeah. For those who don't know, Limmy is this Scottish comedian. If you've got Netflix, go and watch Series 1 of Limmy's show on Netflix. It's flipping dark, man, but it made me laugh so much. It's just wonderful. Just imagine him doing Eurovision, though. <laughs> Suggest it to him on Twitter. He'll love that. Or not. But he'll tell you. Get him doing it. Get him doing it on Periscope. Well, uh, I'm, I don't know him. You get him doing it on Periscope. No, you do it. You do it. No, you do it. You flipping do, do it. it. No, get Kath to it. I'm right, not yeah, doing you, it. No, you, 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 he makes a good point, I'm Kath. always doing should. it. Take one more call and we'll have a break. Line one, you're on the wireless. I'll get my food in the morning. Yeah. Oh, this is live. <laughs> Thank you, caller. Late night, Ian Lee. On air and off the On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Yes, line one. Ian Wagwan, it's Rashid. Hey Rashid, how you doing, man? I'm all right, man. I'm sorry to hear that you're not feeling well and that you know you got a bit of a uh, upset stomach there. I'm struggling today, man. I'm struggling today, and I'm I'm I'm, I'm all right. I don't, I don't feel particularly ill, but I'm I am uh, uncomfortable and I'm struggling, and it just makes it really hard just to do the show. So I wear. The show is not, um, you know, is not as good as it could be. It's been all right, but it could have been so much better. I've got a bit of a remedy for you Go if on you want to try it. Yes, I do. I want to try it. Well, you got to do it. you got to say, was it? If you try that three times a day, it should clear your problem. But I, I, I don't have um, a cog... Synthesizer there. What the hell are you doing, you lunatic? I'm just uh, telling you the remedy for you. Give it one more time. It's an advert off the telly. I don't watch the telly. What I don't, what, I don't know what it's an advert for. I know the why, but I just like the song. Rashid, always good to talk to you, Rashid. Thank you very much indeed. I wait for four. Four nine nine one thousand is the uh, telephone number. Let's um, let's have. Oh, let's have. This is this is nice. 
Oh no, actually, let's have. Um, have you heard this? Have I played you this? This is good. Have you heard this? This is good. <clears throat> this is a blast from the past. Let's have, let's have this and um, let's move you up there. We don't want you. Makes me regret giving up the recorder. Well, none of us carried on, did we? None of us, not nope. one. The recorder. I like it. What's the big? The treble. The, no, the, the big one. No, but it's, it's like it's even bigger than that. You get like a, it's like about the size of a, of so, a ten-year-old. It's got a little pipe on it. Yeah. Bassoon? No, it's a recorder. Oh, a recorder. It's, like it's a... definitely a recorder. It's definitely a recorder, but I cannot tell you what the name. Of that recorder is for um, for legal reasons. Let's see what uh, we'll just we'll, we'll battle on for the last forty minutes of the show. This is what I, I would like to. I would genuinely like to to listen on a Saturday night to a radio show of a disgruntled, bitter has been who is ill, struggling to complete a radio show. I would listen to that, and, and that's what's happening here. And, I can't listen to it. And a, and, a, and a much younger woman trying desperately no? to keep him on track no. and, and just a modicum of cheerfulness. Uh, um, um, a MILF, and that's being generous, annoying people. Wow. Yeah. Line one, you're on the wireless. Hello, I can hear you. Hello? Yes, you. Oh, hello. Sorry, I was line one then. That's all right, it doesn't matter. Yeah, no, I was, I was just thinking at the weekend I had a, a nice skinless cod and chips mm. um, at a local holiday park, um, and I cut into it and it had all these little, like, worms things in. I remember being told as a child they were like a, a living worm. Right. I don't know if you've ever heard of No, I've never heard of this. Oh, no. right, but well... I, I remember them being around when I was younger, and I hadn't seen them for years. And then I was surprised to see how many were in this cod that I opened at the weekend. How many um, living worms were in this skinless cod you had at the weekend? I'd say about eight or nine. Did you eat them? Well... Yeah, yes, you did. (laughs) Really? Were they obvious, or did you, you had a few mouthfuls beforehand? No, they were very obvious, but, I mean... You thought in for a penny? It's... feels a good 15, 20 years since I've ever seen them before. I've never seen them, but now you're making me think <laughs> I don't pay enough attention when I'm eating me. Yeah, well, chips. I was speaking to my family tonight, because as it happened, it was my brother's birthday, and we was round the house, and I mentioned it, and everyone was kind of disgusted. Mm. Uh, well, I'm never having cod. I don't think I've had cod since 1982. Well, cod's the most uh, popular one. Exactly, and we're, we're running out of cod. Well, apparently you don't get it in place. So I was just wondering if it was a, an epidemic that was sweeping the nation and whether I should phone the Daily Mirror. Well, there was a girl recently on one of these talent shows who used to be a fishmonger. She used what? to work for, like, you know, for one of the big fish places in, I'm going to say, Grimsby. And she said to me... Good film, that, classic film. ...that cod... You, you often have to clear them out like that. Um, the, other, the other theory I had is that someone... Who I was speaking to tonight said that they had some cod recently and it tasted bleached. Oh. So I'm wondering if there's a bit of uh, bleaching going on. Why don't you go hake in future? Go where, sorry? Hake. Hake? Very similar. If you, want a, if you want a white fish, go hake. Oh, really? Why have you, why have you got to bring colour into it? <laughs> I've... 
Line two, you're on the wireless. Is that... Oh, hello, Ian. Hello. I thought that was the first time I've called in. Who's this? Hannah. Hello, Hannah. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. Thank you for playing the call recorder quartet just then. It's been a while, isn't it? Hey, there's, there's another one coming up. Hang on, what's the next one? What's the next one? Oh, this is a good, this is a good one. This is this. You know this one? Yeah, right. I was at the, the gig. You, which gig were you at? At the one that you were at for about four years ago. I was, I was, I was at all of them. Which was it? The one in Kentish Town? Uh, was it Cafe So this is a Japanese band, right? Mm-hmm. And I sort of befriended them, and they're the most charming people. And when I went to Japan, they put on a gig, especially for me and my wife. They took us around Japan, and so I tried to get them over here, and we sorted it out. And so me and another gentleman whose name escapes me, but he was more of a promoter and ran a record label, sorted these gigs out. And I think they did four gigs, one at the Royal Festival Hall, one at this Cafe Oto, one somewhere else. And the one I organised, right, was at this venue in Kentish Town. Kentish Town, was it? Or was it Kilburn? Kilburn, maybe. Kilburn. And um, I was assured it would, be, it would be perfect for them, right? But we got there, and it was like these, these like... Um, heavy metal bands playing, right? And I was thinking, oh, flip. And it's a really, it's a beautiful, the good ship, if anyone knows it. So it's a great venue. The good ship. And I wonder if I've got it, if it'll be on YouTube. And, and they all, um, uh, they were all playing like heavy metal and stuff. And I'm thinking, oh, for crying out loud, what have I done? This is going to be absolutely awful. Here's the video of it, right? And, um, and they don't really speak English, right? And yeah. they got up on stage and they did this, right? This is this is actually the recording from it. What wonderful memories. So they got up there and they've got ukuleles, um, recorders and stuff like that. And this is this is and what happened. The Imperial March. <laughs> Here we go. And they start with this. I'm thinking, oh god, they're gonna this is gonna be awful. Got a big tuba. They loved it. Of course they did. They loved it. Let's get to the end. They were at the the audience absolutely went nuts for it. Here we go. They totally blew them away. What a lovely... Oh, what a lovely... Um, oh, thank you, Anna. That's brought back some That's wonderful right. memories. Thank you. That's OK. Anything else? No, that was it, really. Thank you for playing that. Oh, well, it's, it's, it's literally my pleasure. It's brought back some lovely memories. Thank mm. you. Oh, eight four 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 nine nine one thousand nine one. you're on the wireless. Hopefully two things. Firstly, ages and ages and ages ago... Yes. ..you had a song from the post office called Post Office. Beautiful little melody. It was the post office hold music. Yes, it was. Yeah. Can't find it anywhere. Uh, well, you still the, got it? Uh, um, it chilled you out. It did. It was. I used to phone up the post office and ask me to put on hold. Here it is. <laughs> now, I, oh, this again. It, okay, yeah. Oh, I know this. Beautiful. And I would. I would phone them up and say, can you put me on hold, please? Why? I want to see the Yeah. This is, it's amazing. And no one knows what this is called. This is, um, Ray, one of my listeners, recorded this and put it on YouTube. So you could stop troubling them. Yeah, yeah. 
If anyone knows what this song is, it's slightly boring bit here. Did you not it? No, no, don't work. No. Yeah, listen. It's a bit build up. It's glorious. Here we go. Back to the verse, uh, the chorus. Back round, it's flipping brilliant. It's brilliant, isn't it? It is. It is indeed. And no one but knows. Even more brilliant. Go on. Fortuary old man, come home from work tonight. Yeah. Had a poo, clean drop. It's a beautiful face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We're, we're running out of paper. Keep you know. If you don't need to wipe. Line two, you're on the wireless. You there? Hello. Hello, who's that? My name's Sam. Sam, is it? Mm-hmm. It's not Sam, is it? That's the name I want to give. Okay. Where about she calling from, Sam? I'm in Kent. Okay, what would you like to say? Yeah, I thought so. I thought so. Let's have a break. Uncut after-hours conversation for the up-all-night generation. Late Night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Ah, 08444991000. Call straight to air, please, if you'd be so kind. Chris Evans, BBC Radio 2 Breakfast Show, is being investigated by Ofcom. Oh, why? Jeremy Irons said. Why do you need to investigate that? We all know it happened. The thing is, loads of people are going, oh, oh, he's going to get in trouble with Ofcom. He won't, because he He apologised. He apologised, so they're covered. Ofcom will go, oh, well. The media watchdog said it was looking into whether or not the actor's cursing breached rules regarding offensive language. It didn't. It didn't. It didn't, line one. should have kept playing because what I was going to we, we didn't get to the chorus and I was going to try and do something clever like this oh I would have been close Temptation Girl imagine the Beatles are Japanese and they were still going in the 80s this is what they would have sounded like many many times I've told you in my dream oh no Oh no, oh no. Another band I befriended, right? They're brilliant. They're called Box. They're Japanese. I'm going to tweet that because they're, they're flipping brilliant. And um, when I was at Absolute, I got really into them. And I've, I've become really good friends with um, a young lady called Saiko who, who kind of works with them as a fan. And we're now actually really good friends. And every time she comes over, we go out for a, take her out somewhere in London and do something, um, you know, trashy and touristy. And. Um, we, I put together a package on an absolute rock station, right? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if I've, have I, where 
Where would that be? I've not got my iPod with me, because I would have... Um... We put together a package, right? And it was basically... I, in- I got them to record an interview, mm-hmm. and then I got Sacco to translate it. And then we voiced it, and it was me... Oh, listen to this. I wonder if, oh, is this on this machine? Hang on a second. Are you going to play? Oh, here we go, here we go, here we go. Um, this this is, the is the story of Box. Oh. Right, so this is this obscure Japanese band that only I've heard of, and we got Russ Williams to voice it. <laughs> this is brilliant. This, this is the story, the story of Box. Box. <laughs> In tonight's broadcast, the parts of Kiyo no Ri Matsuo and Masamichi Sugi will be played by Barry from Watford <laughs> oh, and no. Ian Lee. It's only ages to put this together. Who are Box? Box Box is a Japanese rock band who debuted in 1988, formed by four members who already had a professional career as singers, songwriters and players, and love British pop and rock music such as the Beatles. Yes, yes, yes. And we are two of them. (laughs) Two chatterboxes. (laughs) How big did Box become? It was a sensation, at least among us. Sophisticated people engaged in the music industry liked and supported our sounds much. People who have trained ear said, Excellent! (laughs) It was a a sensation. No, we've done that bit. The next bit, but the level and trend. But the level and trend of, of, of music scene in Japan at the time was... How was it? Oh, no, that was me. <laughs> and it goes on and on. That's what oh, I used to, used, to, used to care about things. And Can would... you put that on SoundCloud or something? It, Is it long? 30, 14 minutes. You can go on SoundCloud. We'll have some of that. Can I send it to you? Yeah. Have you got a, I've got a stick. I can give you... Well, we do it after. We don't have to do it live. Yeah, do it I mean, now. I think people know how that goes. Can you... Well, there's, there's no one's calling in. I do, I've got a stick here. <laughs> well, shall I stick it? Hey? In your computer for a change. Um, uh, well, unplugged you. Oh, wait, four 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 nine nine one thousand is the uh, telephone number. Should you uh, wish? Uh, that's a lovely little surprise there to find. Uh, to find that, yeah, let's let's give that another lease of life, shall we? Yeah. Oh. Um. Oh, Mark Knopfler, it's dire. For, it's dire for Mark. Oh no! Please, not the curse again. Yeah. No what? Guitarist Mark Knopfler is in trouble because he's really boring and all his music sounds the same and he's boring and he's so dull. He's the Sultan of Swing. Um, bumper to bumper, wait a minute, where's my jumper? Mm. I was the Sultan of Ping. Yes, easily confused. I watched a film the other day on Netflix I'd never seen before. That's the idea of Netflix, isn't it? Hoffman. Mm. De Niro. Dustin or Robert Seymour. Macy. Dustin or Robert Seymour? Willie. I shouldn't have said Nelson, but I just wanted to say Willie. I know, but can you... Which one? Leary. I can't compute this until you tell me which one. Wag the dog. Have you seen it? I don't know, because I don't know which Hoffman we're discussing. 
What do you mean? So you need to know which Hoffman it is. Yeah. Even though I've told you the title of the film, of for you to establish, is it whether Robert Seymour, or is it Dustin? You, you would, you would like it to be, <sighs> wouldn't you? Wouldn't you though? I'd like it to be one or the other. Yes. Exactly. Well, Can you give me some clarification? Have you seen the Clarify. film? I don't think Dustin Hoffman's a very good actor. I do. I think he's got a charm and charisma. Okay, but I refer you to my previous statement. I don't think so. Dustin... It's Dustin, is it? Uh huh. Didn't say it was. Of course, he you is. mentioned Dustin. I'm talking about Dustin. I don't think he's a very good actor. Why? You don't believe him when he's Mister Megorium? Who's unplugged? Who's un? Oh, I didn't plug it in, did I? You? No, I don't think he's. Um... Why is this memory? What the hell is going on with life? This memory thing doesn't work. Oh, do you know why? I had a, um, a leak in my bag. I think I might have killed this memory stick. Shall I go and get mine? But Well, no, because I need this. This has got everything on it. Put it in some rice. And if I put it open, what does that do? Breaks it. Mm, oh, oh, now you tell me. Wish you told me that before I'd done it. That looks broken, doesn't it? Yep. I, know, I, fi- I might have fixed it. I pushed something. Hang on, I might have fixed it. Oh, bloody. What was on there? There, fix it. Got it. Oh, do you know what was on there? What? It's, it's only all the podcasts from 3CR. Don't matter. Yes, Lymon, you're on the wireless. Have you seen the face? I can't forget the time or place where we just met. The girl for me. I want all the world to see we've met. La, da, 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 da. Don't do it on speakerphone. That's the problem, you see. Mm. Don't do it on speakerphone. The diet. He's got Mark Knopfler is in trouble for not getting permission to paint his house. Oh, flipping it. The diet. I can Fatberg. Is there another one? Yeah, another, another one. Oh. Now I'm going to reject that properly. Can you treat this... Oh, bum. There we go. Treat this what? With... Mean? <gasps> That's what it looks like. That's what memory stick looks like inside. That's like Tron. I love Tron. Oh, I thought it was boring. Yeah, you would, because you... Um, you're one of those people that... Um, I was young. You no. were be old enough to watch it. No, I didn't watch it when, when it came out. Because oh. I was one of those people that believed the hype, that it was rubbish. I believed the reviews. Actually, it's a work of genius. Is it? Yeah, it is, actually. What's it about, then? Matrix? It's about um, Jeff Bridges gets sucked off by a computer. Blimey. Into another dimension. Well, you would, wouldn't you? Um, Tron light cycles. But I also like Tron too. Tron 2? There was a Tron 2? Oh, yeah, there was a Tron 2 a couple of years ago. It was flipping brilliant. His son has to go back in the computer to try and find him. Mm. And do you know who's in there? Tron 1. Young, young Jeff Bridges. 30 years later. An actual computer. Huh? Well, nowadays you can have... Well, he's an actual computer actor now. Yeah, yeah, it's all, it's all done by computer. It's amazing. Flipping brilliant. It's such a good film. And the Tron light cycles don't just turn right angles, which is a bit silly. They can do curves. 
I have completely knackered this. I've kind of, have you noticed I've kind of given up on the show? Mm. And that's okay. That's okay, isn't it? I would actually, I was, I was joking, I would like all of those. This was my leaving present when I got the boot. This, okay. what I'm holding here... I had to bring it to you like a prison wife. Yeah, I wasn't allowed to, to go back. It. You had to clear out... When I left the BBC... Oh, it was awful. You had to, to clear out my locker because I wasn't... Uh, well, they never said you, you, can't, you can't go back, but no, one of my bosses phoned me. And this is from one that was my children used to call them lady boss and boy boss. And, and boy boss didn't really have any authority or clue. But this, three and a half years, getting them more listeners than they had in a long time, winning them three awards. My leaving present was a memory stick, a cheap one, it would appear, with all of my podcasts on it. What, so I can sit back and stroke myself whilst... <laughs> Remembering the good times. You joke. Are you crazy? When I cleared out your locker, yeah, everyone pretended not to notice. Oh, you! I was like the Black Widow. Don't be racist, mate. No, but I was. Everyone, with... no one knew what to say to me. Everyone pretended they hadn't noticed, but I knew they were all watching me out the corners of their eye. It was, it was the the weirdest time. Everyone had to pretend it hadn't happened. <laughs> anyway, spineless. Don't matter, does it? Spineless. Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. Late night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Yes, Lime One. Hello, Lime One. Oh, that's not working. Try again. Line two, you're on the wireless. Oh, hi there. Hello there. Uh, yeah, just wondering when you're going to get the IT expert back on your show. Stephen Murdoch? Yeah, I mean, I know on, on a previous show that you had, he gives some advice on how to water cool a PC. Um, and I followed the advice as per his instructions, and yeah. it's been unable to turn on since. Remind me what his instructions were. <coughs> I'm not t- um, it was technical. to replace the... There's a moving fan in the PC. <coughs> I know it's tough to talk about. We, 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 our, the thing is, our PCs contain everything. Yeah. Phone numbers, pictures, pictures, all of that stuff. And if you lose that, which I'm guessing this caller has, Emotional. it's going to be upsetting. Yep. Of course it is. Go on, but go on. Oh, God, so hard. You, shall we let you go? Um, I mean, basically, I, I replaced the fan and, uh, uh, like, a water unit. I'm sorry, I can't... I I'm going to let you go. We'll try, we'll try and get yeah. Stephen Murdoch on this week. I know he's been in prison, um, but I don't care about that. I'm happy to give him another chance. Exactly, that doesn't affect his... He for, is Stephen Murdoch formerly of ISO Solutions. He's brilliant, actually. We should. We will get him on. I'll, 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 um, I'll give him a call tomorrow. Line one, you're on the wireless. Hi, Ian, it's Sophia. Hello, Sophia. How are you? Um... You're feeling a bit rubbish, really, aren't you? Yeah, I am. I'm just struggling to, um... Uh, t- t- I can't speak. You know, my, I've got... I've got... I've now got mouth ulcers coming up. I'm bunged up. I can't breathe. I can't speak. And that... Right. So, I, I, I'm... You know, I'm, I'm working on 40% here. OK. But it's all right. It's all right. It's, it's an OK. I, I would listen to this. Oh, I'm, I'm glad. Couple of suggestions. Steam inhalation and paracetamol. 
works wonders. Uh, yeah, I've, I've been doing the steam inhalation, and I might have a little steam when I get home before I go to bed, actually. I've discovered these new things that, that work if you're not too bunged up. If you're a little bunged up, it's to stop snoring as well. Yeah. It's like a little bit of tape you put over your nose, and it, it pulls your nostrils up. I meant to ask you, where do you put it? Is it, like, on the... Over here. And it sticks to your nostrils and it pulls them out. So, right. you're, so you're, 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 your nostrils are like that, are wide. And it helps you breathe. It didn't help the other day when I was really, really bunged up. But when I was a little bit bunged up... Beautiful. beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. So that's my top tip for you, Sophia. I'm, I'm, I'm very well known on top tips for medical stuff. Thank you, Ian. Are you, are you a doctor? I'm not a doctor, but I am medically trained, yes. Well, but you... Well, OK, that's, that's mysterious, isn't it? Mm. Medical spy. Watching telly gives me sunburn. Oh. Says Dan. So, what, he do, what does he do? He, he wears what look like a pair of pants with uh, eye holes cut <laughs> on his head. <laughs> okay. Record shop boss Dan Reddington is being roasted alive by electricity. He suffers sunburn whenever he watches TV or uses a computer. He cannot have a mobile phone. His the- surname's Reddington. Why does that make you laugh? Well, because he's got sunburn. That's not, it's a bit stretching it a little bit, mate. Bloke's got a serious disability. I'm just saying that's unfortunate. It'd be like if there was a bloke in a wheelchair called um, Tony the Legs. You'd probably make, you'd make a, you'd, so you'd make a joke <laughs> about that. It'd be nothing like that. It'd be, if his name was Wheeler. What? Jeez. So you, is, this, is this what we've become? A society. You're going on the list. Don't put me on the list. You think it's Don't funny to laugh? At, you think it's funny to laugh at disabled people? No. In wheelchairs. Just saying it's a sad thing. <coughs> hey, listen. Take me off the list because you know I had spots when I was younger, and my surname's Boyle. So you know I'm I'm there with Tony Reddington. Yeah, the, Scott's upset because um, uh, he, he he called in playing uh oh was that him yes we didn't know the the line was awful was that me it was a landline you're on speakerphone scott that's what it was so if you want to do it again here's don't the do speaker yeah the speakerphone's rubbish and also if if someone calls in on a speakerphone if we speak or make any noise it mutes their phone mm-hmm. because we, we it takes over the mic so so don't don't just 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 if you're gonna do play a bit of audio to us down the down the phone whack the phone near it turn it up and show us what you got The dad of two even gets burned if he stays in a Wi-Fi zone too long. All oh, zones are Wi-Fi zones. Mm. He once had to leave a pub because the light scorched his face. Blimey. And he cannot visit Dixon's. Well. Dan, who, who ran a shop specialising in rare albums, suffers from electrosensitivity. Crikey. It's ruining my life. Oh, so you're going to do a voice. Yes. I'm the cruel one and you're going to do the voice. Everyone's got a voice. Well, not everyone. I've worked on the, on the computer for around 25 years. Then about six months ago, my face started burning. I bought a new monitor, but I still continued to suffer. I'd sit there, and five minutes later, my face would be red, and it would feel like sunburn. Water seems to reveal it. Doctors haven't got a clue. From what I've read, it's only going to get worse. Well, what have you read it? You've not read it in the book, because it's not in the book. You've not read it online. Googled it, can't. Mm. He's 75. Dan, 75. Sounds very young. Runs his business online. He runs his business online. 
Poor sod. Poor sod. Um, but he can only work for five minutes at a time before he has to have a break. God. <laughs> I mean, what a chance. Oh, dear. He has to sit 30 feet from his TV. <laughs> Well, I bet he's got a big one. It's 47 inches. He said, I tried using two pollution masks and lining them in the middle with tin foil. Oh, no, not tin foil. But that was balls. Tin foil's going to make it worse if you're getting sunburned, surely. Do you remember in the 70s? Yeah. yeah. At ski resorts, you know. I've tried all different types of cream for my face. I bet there's one cream he hasn't tried. No. Whipped cream. After after my, I was going to say, after my face goes red, it takes twenty minutes to cool down. Dan wants the government wants to make the to, what? to make electrosensitivity a recognised medical condition. I bet it does. He added, "It's not recognised in this country. In Sweden, it is. Go live in Sweden, then, you freak." Where's your... Hang on a minute. Can I just rewind you to five minutes ago when I was being insensitive and crass? You're You're calling him a freak? You were laughing at the bloke in a wheelchair because his name was Dave and the Legs. Let be an act, mate. The kids now using phones and iPads from very young ages and have them close to their faces. In 20 years, this is going to affect a lot more people. No, it's not. No, it's not, mate. No. That voice sounded like someone we used to know. That's what's making me laugh more. Paul Scoins. No. Uh. Oh, this is what the show was going to be about. Quick, we've got eight oh, minutes. Flipping heck. Someone sent me a story online. Here it is. And I've seen men do this. Men have been warned not to blow dry their private parts. <laughs> this is what the whole show was going to be. <laughs> you haven't seen that. Oh, it's really common in gyms, right? It's really common. Hairy men. I've seen I've seen them with two hair dryers at a time doing their body. Honestly, I know I don't go to the gym anymore, but when I used to go to the gym, you would see them do it. And they would dry their hair. You can burn on their it, head. can't you? Some men are really hairy. And then they would dry their, their, their chest. And they would dry their dingle dangles. What? And you'd see it flapping in the breeze. <laughs> Why they had two to keep it steady. What do they call it? A weathercock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two to keep the keep the balance, keep the equilibrium. If you do one, it'll just do one side, won't it? Um, and I've seen them do this. I've seen one fella trying his bum hole with it. <laughs> Not the actual anus. Not the actual. Not the actual. It wasn't, you know, the actual anus. But the, the bottom. <laughs> Listen, if you're if yes, you're mate. listening, just use a towel because you're going to burn. You know, you're going to oh, singe I something. I was disgusted. Then, then I've got. Then I'm expected to put that near my head. <laughs> I'm expected to put another man's penis and bum near my head. That's, that's effectively what they want me to do. <gasps> Blimey! Yeah, it's this. Uh, yeah, this is it. And that was. Can we d- remind me to do that tomorrow? That'll be tomorrow's show. I thought women were the ones that were the most vain when it came to that. Oh no no area. No. No, no. <laughs> you, th- and that's un- upsetting. Because <laughs> you don't know what you're going to get now. In the 90s, you knew what you were going to get. 
you know, you knew what you were going to get. Right. And if there was nothing there, it was like, ooh. <laughs> a little bit kinky. Now, if you see nothing there, you think, yeah. ooh, a little bit kinky. But they're not. They might just be like a normal person. Wow. Not a pervert, not a swinger. Because even normal <laughs> or a people. Raver. Even. How can I phrase this delicately? <laughs> it wasn't until I was about 35 that I knew what it actually looked like because everything was hidden. Right. Camouflaged. Right. <laughs> oh, it's there on display. I just think that's not right. It's too much. It's just. Do you not... like? The... All right, okay. No, I'm not going to ask any more questions. I just think flipping it. What are you doing? I would never. I would never. <laughs> <laughs> is this... <laughs> why? Why has Scott sent me that picture of that? You know who that is, don't you? Yeah, I do. I know why that that's happened, though. I know why that's happened. Why? His pants have got smaller. So if you don't... Right, here's the story. I'll tell you what I miss. I miss the good old days, right? When you looked at a... a, a you watched a pornographic movie or a, 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 a gentleman's magazine, Escort, Razzle, Mayfair, you were going to see um, a lot of hair and you are going to see um, tan, tan lines around the boobs yeah. around there. Because they, they, they... Yes, they may be porno actresses and yes, they may, they may get paid to have sex with hundreds of men in front of a camera. But it wasn't they fake don't, tan. They don't sunbathe nude. They will <laughs> not sunbathe nude. <laughs> they draw the line. Now... Literally. Now, they're, they're brown all over. Well, fake tan, isn't it? Fake tan technology and small pants. There you go. <sighs> Two answers to your question. I just... Don't understand what the hell is going on in the world of the pornography industry. <laughs> I am um, the only stripper I've ever seen was at my yeah. friend's hen, and she was the first to get married because she got pregnant. Yeah, um, they're still married now, so it worked out. Uh, and she was nineteen, and uh, we had this stripper. I thought that'd be hilarious. The stripper was about fifty. It looked like Lovejoy. <laughs> and Lovejoy. If only. If only he was keeping up with the modern trends <laughs> rather than the old-fashioned ones, because that... <laughs> that could have put me off marriage for life. I will never... Here's, here's my vow. I'm raising my hand. You can watch on Periscope. I will never, unless it's for medical reasons, ever shave my pubis. <laughs> that is never happening. Do you know why? What about for um, charity? Th- what if we all sponsor you for charity? What charity is going to want me to shave my nutsack? What charity? I'm is sure Tall Radio want... will have its own charity, won't they? Oh, I bet they'll have a. <laughs> I bet. I bet if we, they'll have a, a ball shaving competition or something. Hey, go on, candy! Shave my, shave my balls. I'll shave your balls, Goldstein. <laughs> so I'm, I'm never doing that. Okay, well that's a that's a that's a relief I like a, for many. I like a little bit. Well, yeah, I like a little bit of fun in the bedroom. Of course I do. I like a little bit of fun, you know. I love whatever. It's fine. I'm not a pervert. <laughs> I'm not a pervert. That's never happening. Well, tro- Scott, you and Lovejoy. Scott's trolling me now, so Scott, you're blocked. Yeah. Can you stop it, please? It's getting quite disturbing. Ah. <sighs> Anyway, that's that sorted then. Intimate grooming. Yeah. Tomorrow's <laughs> show. Remind me. Remind me. You, no, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to Id, because Id will remind me. Okay. We're doing the, the, the hair drying the men's body parts tomorrow. I'll remind you tomorrow. Have you seen it happen? Me? No. It doesn't go to the same sort of gyms as you. It's the kind of, the <laughs> kind of person that dries their pubic hair with a hair dryer is, that, is the kind of person that will cut off a cat's head. <gasps> wow. wow. That, that escalated, that's didn't it? That's a link. 
that escalated. Guys, trust me. Tomorrow's show, stick around. Well, don't stick around. I mean, go off and do stuff now. It's, it's, it's 21 hours away. But tomorrow's show is going to be great. <laughs> talk radio. Digital debate for the UK. Pick up your phone and talk radio. We'll get you talking.